Today on the program... He's a goddamn sheriff, I'm a monkey's uncle. It's The Hateful Eight. I am your host, Nick. Joining me today is the meat to my stew, Anthony. That stew didn't even look like it had a whole lot of meat in it. Not really. A lot of vegetables. Ooh. Not near as much meat as I put in your stew. That's for sure. <laughs> That's <right. laughs> Funny thing is, no matter the meat, my stew tastes the same. It's a lot of stew, a lot of zucchini. <laughs> <laughs> also in the studio with us, Manny. Hello, guys. He's oh. neither meaty nor stewy. <laughs> Every bite is a mouthful of meat here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the binder. He seems like he's all together. I know. We're finally going. Uh, yeah. We're finally getting full Manny. Um, uh, well, because I didn't. I was. I wasn't out being a degenerate last night. So. All right. I got home at a decent hour. And no hangovers and no car incidents. No. We're good. Hey, <laughs> everybody, mark your calendars. I'm on my way down though. <laughs> Today we are talking about The Hateful Eight from 2015, directed by Quentin Tarantino. This movie almost didn't get made. Just kind of wish it hadn't. Kind of wish it hadn't. Wow. Okay, I guess we know how he's going to vote at the end. Uh, the script leaked like really early in the process, like pre-production. And so he was like, he threw a little temper tantrum as Tarantino's want to do and... I'm not going to make the movie now. If everybody's going to fucking try to sneak and figure out what it's all about, I'm not going to do it. And, and made, you know what? Made that's, it anyway, so. That's just his face. That, that is little, just his that face. Little that, face. That wasn't an impression. That was actually a sound clip. He is that whiny of a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, nothing. Yeah, I've met him yeah. before. That makes sense. Weird guy. The, the only way that I don't believe that is he didn't slip the end bomb in. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, going back, the previous episode we've discussed, Mr. Tarantino, was Django Unchained, which holds the record for most N-bombs. And I get that it's a period piece specifically about slavery. I don't give a fuck. 160-plus N-bombs, that's a lot of N-bombs. Yeah. I haven't got a note. In my notes, it says, find you somebody that loves you like Tarantino loves the yeah. N-bomb. No <laughs> shit. Because he even finds a way to work into the Pulp Fiction where he's the one that gets yeah, to say yeah. it. Completely unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just let me just weasel an end bomb in here. You know this movie isn't complete yet because I don't have any bare feet and there are no end bombs. Were there feet in this movie? There weren't. That we had close ups of people like walking in and out and coming out of the stagecoach, but the, none of them were bare feet. So this is the only no. I, this might be more. the only no barefoot. Well, I don't think there are any bare feet in Reservoir Dogs, but he, it was like a student film. He was still getting his shit together. Oh, I'm trying to. I'm like reviewing the, the bank movie robbers really and all their black and white suits in <sighs> a warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Definitely all no the different colored names. Yeah, because they don't. Yeah. No, don't definitely no bare feet. There's no women in that movie at all. Uh, there was a woman during the brief robbery scene we get, but yeah, no, not really. No, okay. Maybe that's at the a, diner when they're arguing about that's a good dick, movie. Dick, 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 that might just be my favorite Tarantino movie, actually. Dick, 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 dick. Oh, Reservoir Dogs. That or Jackie Brown. I saw Jackie Brown once, and really the only thing I can remember is when Robert De Niro is sitting there with some woman, and they're smoking pot, and then she goes, you want to fuck? Cut to him banging her on the kitchen counter. And I'm just like, what? What the? F 
<laughs> what? I wish I was Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. and then Pam Greer like walks through an airport or something. I don't I don't remember a goddamn thing about I, that. That's movie. one I should probably it's watch such again. A forgettable movie. Yeah. Like I didn't I wasn't overly impressed with it, so I never watched it again. But I should see how I feel about it now. Yeah. Twenty went, years later or whatever it is. I enjoy Tarantino I films a lot, and so I can't be as bad as I recall it. I don't know. But I also going back to our Django episode, Brandon and I got into a heated thing about his love of the N-word. Well, more so about my reaction to Tarantino's <laughs> Love of the N-Word. It's more about my part of it. Um, and I had said that I thought this was a better movie. Because I got this in a two-pack. It was Hateful mm-hmm. Eight and Django. And, I, and so listener Jeff decided, oh, cool, I'll go check it out. Hated it. And uh, probably the most interaction the Rewatch Party Twitter page has ever had <laughs> was when he spewed hatred about this. And then a few other people jumped in. And it was like a whole day's worth of conversation about Hateful Eight and yeah. that, and the end of it all it's settled that I owe Jeff a trip to IHOP we can make that happen <laughs> yeah. That's right. I would have I would have shot higher than IHOP I think but <laughs> uh, I think it was IHOP or Denny yeah something like that I think it was IHOP Red Lobster dude <laughs> Red Lobster this is biscuits, a happy Gilmore <laughs> yeah. alright I'll be waiting at the Red Lobster shooter just in case um, anyway so if I'm ever back in Topeka Jeff I'm taking you to IHOP um, now watching this, I don't know. I feel every time I watch a Tarantino movie again, cause I don't watch any of them often, you know, it's not like I'm regularly going through and each time I watch it, I'm like, God damn, that's better than I thought it was. Yeah. So. No, like I was, Pulp Fiction was on one day and I just kind of started watching it and I ended up sitting down watching the whole thing and I'm like, man, I always liked this movie, but it's a freaking really it's, good, it's movie. A good yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have not watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in quite a while. I remember sitting in the theater just like. I fucking love this movie. Yeah, I went And twice. I can't remember the last time I sat, and while it was still happening, just going, I fucking love this, this cool, movie. This is cool. It was awesome. And I kind of did that during that last Nicolas Cage movie. The, oh, yeah. Uh, I was watching, I'm like, this is an amazing movie. Yeah. So it's cool when that happens, and you're like, you don't wait till it's over and go, oh, that was good or not. It's like, during it, you're just like, yeah, yeah this yes, is badass. Yes. You saw the... When yes. you're just praying at that point, I hope they don't fuck this up, because this is <laughs> right. amazing. Please, 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 please. <laughs> don't drop the ball now. You saw don't, the Nick don't Cage be a movie. secret alien movie. You saw don't be a theaters? secret alien movie. You saw the Nick Cage movie in theaters? No, no, I didn't see it till I... Have you watched oh. a movie in his living room? It's the next best thing. <laughs> yeah, have you, you have seen the pants. movie in my living room? Yes. No, you haven't. Shut up. <laughs> Made a movie in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> you sleep really soundly, bud. You'd be surprised if we can get away with it in your living room while you're asleep. Oh, no. I'd leave the door unlocked. I know. I'm saying you'd be surprised that's we've got well, away with while you're asleep. That's the reason why. <laughs> he's like a little kid. He's peeking out one eye, yeah. pretending like he's I'd asleep. Say just, just be careful with your Pornhub searches, because eventually you're going to find something made in your own oh, living room. No, you know the... <laughs> there's hidden cameras. Do you know about those? Oh, so I guess there's hidden two <laughs> hidden cameras. <laughs> anyway, Hateful Eight. Jesus Christ, where are we even going with this? Oh, Lord. Uh, Got weird fast. Yeah, it did. And we haven't even started. Uh, we open up. It's wintertime, you know, in the woods. In just the, to, what I imagine is like, that's the Midwest, right? Uh, this Wyoming, is supposed to be Wyoming. Wyoming. I think it was yeah. filmed in Wyoming and Colorado, that area. So it's sort of the, uh, or uh, not in the dead of the Rockies, not like, but I guess, foot, not foothills. Sorry. They're, they're, they're not, like when you go into far western Colorado and those mountains are just jagged and they're not quite there, but yeah, that that area, central Colorado, Wyoming. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, foothills. The the, the line between Midwest and mountain, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, so uh, the score, we got Ennio Morricone. He uh, composed an original piece for this, even though him and Tarantino were not getting along, and he swore he would never do music for a Tarantino movie again after what, after I saw what he did with my baby in Django. Apparently he hated the way his music was used in Django Unchained, and because of that he swore he would never score a movie for Tarantino again. Yeah. And then he did. <laughs> and then he cast that Django check, yeah. and he's like, you know what? <laughs> but in his defense, he, he wrote one piece, and all the rest of the Ennio Morricone music is recycled from the thing. Oh. Because the thing was obviously a big influence on this, conveniently also starring Kurt Russell, but a group of people stuck inside of one room, basically not being able to trust each other, who knows what, and there's a blizzard outside, you know, like very similar circumstances, just not, you know, shape-shifting alien. Right. Although, we don't know. Could be a secret alien movie. Could be. Yeah. For I mean, those, anything could be. For those listeners who haven't seen The Hateful Eight and are listening to this episode anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, Ennio, the, the fucking the, the master next to John Williams of scoring movies. Ennio Morricone. He, so most of this actually came from the thing. One song from Exorcist 2. I did not know that Morricone did Exorcist 2. That's interesting. I don't know if I've ever even seen Exorcist 2. You're not missing a goddamn thing. <laughs> Is there bunky boners? Bunky boners. Monkey boners. What is it? Bunky boners. Monkey. I didn't. I meant. I said. Oh yeah. We. Monkey. What was we talking about? Monkey. Oh, it's because the the statue of the demon. Had yeah, a yeah, big yeah. Direction. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. We did that. Yeah. Got into that a little bit. And the Exorcist episode. Exorcist three actually good. Two not so much. So anyway, uh, also at one point because you know there's a stagecoach kind of going along through this mountain trail and then it's it's just kind of a. A lot of wintry backgrounds as we have our opening credits and stuff. At one point, there's a wooden Jesus just Does standing there covered on that. Like a little it... bit. It's 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 part of this opening montage of stuff, but it sits on it for quite a while as the credits end and we go in. It's like the ending of the opening as we get into the actual film starting, right? But it's just Jesus covered in snow, and I have the note: if you're cold, he's cold. Bring him inside. <laughs> <laughs> I found, found Jesus. <laughs> petrified out there. Yeah, he's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Take this icicle and eat from it, for it is my body. <laughs> snow, dude, that would make church a lot better if we were having snow cones. <laughs> that right? That's, that's like stale bread. You can, I might you actually can, go. You can get body and blood at the same Yo, time, because that's the syrup that you sprinkle over the snow cone. Oh, I was thinking like an icy cold Coors Light, you know. Oh. <laughs> Taste of the Rockies, buddy. Taste of the Rockies. <laughs> Wash I it mean, down. That's American Jesus. Yeah. That's what is you that? European Brian. Jesus can have wine for blood. We got Coors Light. <laughs> Brian, that meme goes around Brian Christ, brother of Jesus, turns water into ice cold Coors Hell Light. Hell yeah, I'd rather hang out with him. He <laughs> says, I, what is it? I like to picture my Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because it says, I, I know I'm, I'm formal, but I know how to party. Yeah, but I'm here to party. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, carriage is coming along and we get chapter one, the last stage to Red Rock. And uh, not not stage, as in Red Rock, the amphitheater, and it says stage, stages and stagecoach. Everybody, they call, calling them stages. I'm like, it's not, damn it, quit saying stage. But I guess that's what they say. Um, but yeah, so stage and Red Rock, I, I had, they must be on their way to a fish concert. I swear I was not drunk <laughs> when I watched these. So they cruise along and they stop because Samuel L. Jackson's just standing in the middle of the road with a stack of frozen bodies. Yeah, like lounging on a friggin' stack of bodies. <laughs> it's like, I would stop too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes, 
You got room for one more? It's like, you're five more. What are you talking about one? That's four, I guess, because he has three bodies with him. Yeah. But uh, he's Major Marquis Warren. Of course, it's, it's Marquis, but we're all ignorant 1800s Americans, so Q-U-I-S is Quiss. Uh, well, they would still pronounce it like that today, so. Marquis? Yeah. Probably. Uh, we're definitely going to say Sam or Samuel Jackson the whole episode. Oh, I'm sure, Sa- yeah. Samuel Jackson's never not Samuel Jackson. I meant to write down all their names and stuff, but yeah, I don't. I, I, don't I at least say their names before I just keep calling him the actor anyway. Yeah. Uh, I tend to go with what's shorter. So like Jennifer Jason Lee tends to just be Daisy in my notes because it's easier to type fast. Well, and for me, it's usually like, do I know the actor? Otherwise, if I don't know the actor, if it's somebody I'm not real familiar with, then I just go by the character name. Yeah. Yeah. Go. However it works. We all know what we're talking about. So they're trying to get to Red Rock, but we, they know we were not going to beat the Blizzard. So now we're just trying to get to Minnie's Haberdashery. And it's like, what? <laughs> driver OB is the driver's name. It's like, I'd, I'd gladly let you in. Hey, look, man, if it was up to me, <laughs> this would be no problem. But I really like OB's hat. He's got like the dingle balls yeah, on it. Yeah, he's got the like, little, yeah. like the, the lowriders always have all the way yeah. around the interior. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I just love that. <laughs> the old... Uh, I would gladly help you out, but it's not up to me, maneuver. <laughs> and so he's like, well, who's the fella in the back? Well, he paid for a private trip, so, you know, I got, I, I'm just doing as I'm paid. Man, this is just my job. You're going to have to talk to him. He's like, okay, I'll so gladly do that. Five-minute dialogue just for that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I was worried, of how, how am I going to trim a three-hour movie down to a sustainable episode's worth of notes? Pretty easy, because yeah. you can <laughs> let a whole lot out. just fly by. Um. So this is when a man sticks a rifle out of the side and tells him, drop both guns over there on that tree stump and keep them hands high above your hat. Now, we're not supposed to know who this is yet, but if you can't recognize Kurt Russell's voice, I don't know what you're doing listening to a movie podcast. Like, yeah, no. Pretty obvious is Kurt Russell. Right. Oh, there's a lot of, there's, I mean, between Samuel L. Jackson and Kurt Russell, pretty recognizable voices. Yeah, yeah, you could be watching this blindfolded and be like, well, that's Kurt Russell, okay? That's yeah. Emily Samuel Jackson. I don't know who that guy is, but he's doing a, an atrocious Mexican accent. <laughs> Senor Bob. <laughs> Senor Bob. Yeah, they call him Senor Bob at one point, too. That's yeah. what they call him through the whole... I think that's what Samuel L. Jackson calls him the whole time. Oh, really? Yeah. I must have just not heard it after the first time. Yeah, he's just like, okay, I'm going to just ignore that. Ignore... Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. It's like when you mute words on Twitter. Just going to... Just turn that off. Just turn that one off. So now Kurt and Sam recognize each other. Kurt is playing John Ruth the Hangman. Um, But they know each other because they shared a steak dinner a long time ago in Chattanooga. And I guess back in this day when you spend most of your life just traveling from one town to the next, the few things that you actually get to do in town stand out a lot more. Because it's like, oh, I remember, I know you because I re- had one thing with your son back at here fucking 20 years ago. I was like, geez, what? How did... <laughs> Probably a lot less people that you run into, well, too. True. You know? So yeah. you, the, the interactions are memorable, I guess. A little bit more so, yeah. But yeah, so they did the, the one dinner, and so... And he's like, do you know this woman with me? No. You know her name? No, I have no idea who this lady is. Okay, then. And here's where Kurt Russell repeatedly fucks up this entire movie. If you want to keep this woman a secret, yeah. stop telling everybody who she is. But he's like, her name's Daisy Domergue. This is Jennifer Jason Lee. I was starting to write out what she's been in, but she's been in so much. Everybody knows Jennifer Jason Lee from, from something. Um, turns out she has a $10,000 bounty on her head. 
It's like, I know you're a bounty hunter too, so I'm not sure I want to share a ride with somebody else in the business. If he already has no fucking clue who she is, just be like, yeah, we're just totally riding together and you can ride with us and none's the wiser. Yeah, throw them bodies up on here. Yeah. <laughs> Why you guys chain together? No, it's say, <laughs> hey, she's worth a fuckload of money yeah. and yeah. don't touch her. Hey, y'all like money? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if he's like, "Why are you handcuffed?" Well, we're just so close that we can't stand to be apart, and this is just how we make sure that we're never. I don't know. You could find some way. I... Yeah, I it's just weird because he always makes such a big bravado showing of she's worth ten thousand dollars, and I aim to get, and I hope nobody tries to. It's like, well, I didn't plan to, but now that you've brought that up, I. Kind of want to get that $10,000 for myself. Well, when you put it that way. Well, yeah. he's out there sitting on $8,000 worth of freaking carcasses. Yeah, but. Those are a lot easier to. If you're taking three, taking four is not that much more difficult for a total of 18000 Oh, yeah. Which 18000 in 1877, which is when this movie was supposedly set, is $525,000 to date money. Not bad for a two days ride. Yeah. I'm think I'm thinking that they probably blew up that money a little bit more than what probably so <laughs> just for the effect of the movie I'm guessing. You probably wouldn't sound that great if like this is five hundred dollars, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, right, right. So uh, Sam's like, dude, I don't I don't know shit about her. I got plenty of money over there. I'm good. So uh, she doesn't like the idea of him riding because she's throwing around in bombs and doesn't want to share a cabin with in bombs. And he pistol whips her in the face. And then he even gets the line like, don't you know that darkies don't like being called the N-word no more? And I was like, yeah, wait. They found it offensive. That's real progressive of you, Kurt. Um, so this is where we find out that they're handcuffed together, and it's going to stay that way until I get her to the Red Rock Jail. Um, so now as they're in the coach, they're chatting. Uh, and he doesn't understand because Samuel Jackson's like, they always say dead or alive. It's a hell of a lot easier to bring them in dead. Well, no one said the job was supposed to be easy. Yeah, but no one said it had to be fucking hard, dude. Why do you do this to yourself? It was weird when they did it, too, because, like, nobody said it was easy. (laughs) (laughs) What's that song? (laughs) I know there's a Sheryl Crow one that is, no one said it would be. It's about, like, campaign the rent, but no one said it'd be this hard. I thought that was, like, a friggin' British band or something. I don't know. I'll have oh, to Coldplay has Coldplay, one. Coldplay, that's it. Yeah, that's what but I'm Cheryl thinking. But because me and listener Jeff used to listen to the Tuesday Night Music Club all the time due to our obsessive love with Cheryl Crow at the time, except we always skipped that song because it was boring as fuck. <laughs> so, anyway, he refuses to kill them because he wants to watch them hang. That's how he gets the nickname. If the hangman gets you, you gonna hang. If I get you, you're dead before you even know I'm in the area. But the hangman, you gonna hang. Um... So now Daisy keeps talking. Uh, I like she does have the line that John's brains are like someone took a high dive into a low whale. And she I mean, she is played to be like a a hillbilly with a real attitude problem. Yeah. Um, sorry, you look like you just found something. Oh, no, no, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. Um, so, yeah. Hot dive into a low, way. and then he elbows her in the face and shatters her nose. <laughs> like, but yeah, like well, he has like a line or something too. He's like, let's 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 make like a si- a signal system of communication. Yes. When I elbow you real hard in the face, that means shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, excellent line. I have that exact note here. Say what you want about Tarantino movies, but he has excellent dialogue. Yeah. all the time. So we do get a White Stripe song. Very, I mean, since it's a period piece, you shouldn't have a lot of, like, song drops like Tarantino's known for. 
like his whole thing is how to find the uber cool but yet not really well known songs to pop into movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did it a bit more in Django, but this one is few and far between. So you got white stripes right here. Um, and it's like, oh, because we're focusing on the horses. We got a white stripe song. This seems like a scene change. Like we're just going to show up to the habitat. Nope. Still just in the stagecoach. Like what was the fucking point of that? <laughs> yep. And the whole time too, like the freaking the, the coach driver OB is just up there like hollering at them horses. Oh, yeah. Like the, like the whole time they're back there talking, come on, get in there. Yeah, come get on. in there. It's like get over. Get it's in just there. an open road on a mountain. Get in where? Yeah, the horse is like, what the fuck is he hollering? About? I wish there was a place to get in. It is cold out here. I would love to get in anywhere. What are you talking about? <laughs> Whip yeah. me one more time, motherfucker. Yeah. And it's great because I watch this with subtitles. So it's like their dialogue, and then, and then right <laughs> below theirs with an asterisk next to it. It's get in, get, go, go, get in. The whole Come entire, on. every time anybody's talking. It's it. steady. Like, that dude's got to yeah. be losing his voice if he's doing that the whole time. <laughs> so, uh, Kurt, it's like, hey, you still got the Lincoln letter? Of course, you don't get rid of something like that. And Kurt's acting just like a kid. He's so excited. An actual letter from actual Lincoln. And he's like, he looks at Daisy. He's like, well, a tramp like you wouldn't understand. You don't know what we're even talking about. And he's like reading the letter. And he reads it quietly. And then at the end, old Mary Todd's calling. It must be time for bed. Oh, old Mary Todd. Wow. And just the majesty of this thing's like a kid on Christmas. It's amazing. So, of course, Jennifer Jason Lee spits blood on it and then leaps out the door. Since she's handcuffed, Kurt Russell takes Kurt Russell with her. <laughs> and the letter. Right. Everything goes out. Everything goes out. Oh, so, oh, Kurt is pissed. And, you know, beats shit out of her a little bit. It's like, I ought to let Sam stamp you to death. If you ruin that letter, I think I'm gonna. <laughs> and so... Uh, anyway, though, she didn't help it none, but the letter's fine and whatever, so she gets to live for now. Although, how threatening her with death when you know... That's you, where she's headed? That's where she's headed, yeah. yeah like, so I either die now or I deal with you punching me in the face for two more days and die later? Unless like, she knows that someone's going to try well, to save her. Well, that's true, yeah. You know. Which we don't know that yet. Right. Spoiler. She but, might, but... Oh, of course she does, Yeah. <laughs> Um, so now the driver hollers that there's another fella on foot up ahead. And I was like, other fella? Oh, fuck. Look out, other fella. Other fella. Going to come in hugging grenades. <laughs> All of a sudden, bodies just yeah, start flying. Like, what the? <laughs> Where do these people come from? Is that a, a dirt bike? What is going on? <laughs> Those haven't even been invented yet. How does this happen? <laughs> somebody shoots the bottom of a horse and the horse explodes. Look, yes. <laughs> Doves out of nowhere. John Woo. beautiful this would be awesome so now kurt gets all suspicious like oh you are playing me you know this guy you're in cahoots with this guy you do know who this woman is handcuff yourself nah well no he does he handcuffs himself yeah he doesn't he's not excited about it but he's like all right i'll play along whatever just get me out of the blizzard dude i just want the fuck out of the blizzard my people are all dead so i don't have any stress about this I just don't want to die also so whatever it takes to get out of the blizzard then we get chapter two son of a gun New guy is kind enough to turn his weapons into the driver. Turns out Kurt knows him, only by reputation. He knows he's one of Elijah Mannix's boys from the Mannix Rebel Rouser fucking regulators. The Mannix Raiders or something like that. Mannix Marauders or something. Mannix Marauders, yeah. So they were a a bunch of wily Southerners that were definitely pretty pro-slavery and went around outside of the Confederate Army and just mass-murdered people on their own, like good, proud Southern boys. Um, so this is Chris Mannix, played by Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins 
Uh, he was on Justified. He was like the reoccurring yeah, and he was bad on, guy, uh, right? Uh, the Righteous Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones. Yes, that's right. Uh, uh, he's been man, and I I, I don't know why I re- everything this dude's in I like him, man. Like, he's, he's always great. Yeah, yeah he's, he's good. always hits everything. it out of the Baby park. Billy. He yeah. kind of always kind of always gets the same role. Every once in a while, he gets something a bit offbeat, but because of the sort of stereotype he's known for, it makes it entertaining to see him do something a little different. Yeah, but I think he was in like Sons of Anarchy, maybe? That like as a, right trans, like as a transvestite? But then he was on the one oh, wow. episode of Community where he or was reading Pierce's anyway. will. The one that uh, Pablo did the, the Zoom reading on. I sent you that clip where Pablo was trying to do a Zoom reading but couldn't make it through without oh, yeah, laughing. Yeah. That was Walter Goggins doing that role on the show where he's like, here's your vial of sperm. Here's your sperm. Here's your sperm. Um, anyway, Walton Goggins is, is great. So he's on his way to Red Rock to be the new sheriff. You must be taking them bodies to Red Rock to get paid. The man that posts pay you is me. So if you want your money, you better get me to Red Rock safe. Yeah, I ain't buying that shit, but all right. So now they're sitting in there, and Kurt Russell wants him to handcuff himself, and he's like, nah, dude. I'm not rolling into my new job in handcuffs. I, yeah, no. That ain't going to happen. That's not happening. Um, he's a bit of a prick, obviously, because he's Southern guy, and there's a black man in the coach. Uh, and he talks about, oh, maybe you want to tell him how you got a $30,000 bounty on your head. And uh, those rebels sure tried to kill you, and Sam's like, or... They wanted to, but they never did kill you. And Sam's like, yeah, it wasn't for lack of trying, that's for sure. The bounty did fall. It lowered down from 30000 down to like 5000 whatever. But you probably still had plenty of country boys chasing you. What was it? What was that for in the first place? Why don't you tell old Hangman John why you even had a bounty to start with? Well, I broke out of prison. Well, not so much broke out, but... I noticed the whole thing was made out of kindling, so I burnt the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> 47 people. 47 killed. people died. And uh, 37 of those were Yankee prisoners. So he's like, well, you know, in war there are casualties. Uh, yeah, cavalry didn't like that too much, though, because you just killed 37 of their men. But they couldn't prove it. Plus, he'd also killed a bunch of natives, which they loved. So... You know, you didn't get shot to death for, you know, the whole burning a prison and killing 37 Yankees bit you did. Um, I do we have to throw that in there. He, he killed a bunch of Native Americans, and the cavalry's like, hey, okay. You, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll call there. it even. Yeah. yeah, we'll call it a wash. <laughs> um, so now we, I mean, just so much fucking hate speech here. Between, oh, yeah. between the Native Americans and the one black man, there's just all sorts of awful shit. But uh, he's just going off because he's a proud Mannix Marauder Southern shit talker and why he's going to be sheriff in a town in Wyoming makes absolutely no sense <laughs> doesn't it though <laughs> I mean it does now <laughs> but why yeah why would a southern man want to be a sheriff in a far northwestern mountain town far northwest as far as this time period is concerned I mean there's much yeah. more northwest. I probably just saw it like on LinkedIn or something uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, like part of the did a job search on Indeed yeah, yeah now yeah. they reached out to him actually We've got a yeah. great opportunity. Yeah. Would you be so, willing uh, to relocate? I do like that Sam puts the kibosh on this finally. Samuel Jackson's like, okay, I've had about enough of you calling me the N-bomb, and we're just going to stop that right now. Puts the gun on him, and he's like, okay, let me just pull my hat down, and I'm just going to take a nap. Oh, he just, he's, he's like, no, no, you, you got me talking politics. You know? <laughs> I didn't want to. <laughs> Even though he's the one who sat down immediately, he's like, blah, 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 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got me caught talking politics. Me, yeah, my bad, my bad. It's just like your uncle at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do love it. Yeah, I'm, called. I'm just going to, anyway, I'm just going to put my hat down and pretend yeah. I'm asleep. Just, <laughs> just pretend you're asleep. Pretend you're asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who can sleep with OB out there going, go on, get in there. Yeah, get Come on. on. <laughs> I had a lot of dreams where I'm doing that same thing. Go on, get in there. <laughs> go on. Get. I don't, I don't know what you're dreaming about. <laughs> Chasing possums off the porch, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Chapter three, Minnie's haberdashery. We finally get to the damn place after we've been talking about it so long. Now, we, this guy comes out. I'm Bob. I'm in charge of the place. Minnie and Dave are gone. And then Kurt Russell is like, where are Minnie and Sweet Dave? They're gone. What? Where are they? They're not. They're not here. They're how? They're gone, dude. <laughs> Bob is running the place. They're not here. They're right behind you. Really? No, <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> they left and left yeah. me. They left me in charge. Yeah, that's my Mexican accent. I don't. I sound better than what they make this guy, who's actually from Mexico. Yeah. I wonder. Like, okay, Tarantino, you've shoehorned the end bomb into everything. You just now you got to go for Mexican stew. You're gonna make a Mexican. <laughs> it's almost man. like like the spaghetti western style. Like I think like probably emulating that that old school. I know that's western. yeah, that's exactly what he's going for because that was what a lot of those movies. Because a lot of those were made in Italy anyway, so they right. didn't fucking. No, so I mean, and I'm sure that I do like Senor Bob's character, though. I like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and funny. so I just figured that at the end we would find out that it really was a dude just trying to play off a Mexican. And in 1877, who the fuck knows? You yeah, know, <clears throat> it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Which that would have been a an inter- that would have been a cool little twist and why this character is such a stereotype. <laughs> but they didn't go with that, <clears throat> oddly enough. But so anyway. Uh, Kurt and Daisy go inside, and Bob's like, dude, I just put horses away. The fucking blizzard's coming in. If you want these horses put, I'm going to need some help. And Kurt's like, well, I got two two of my best men right there. Help them out, freeloaders. Anyway, later, nerds. And later, nerds. Inside, and we get the first of a long-running gag about the door. You got to kick it open. Kick it open! Yeah, and like one guy would yell it, and then the other guy would repeat. Yeah. But you haven't met the first guy that's yeah. yelling it. But yeah, yeah, everybody yells it. And when you get inside, it's like you got to nail a shot. No nail a shot. You need two boards. Nail it. No, <laughs> one nail- won't hold. Yeah. One Run won't up. hold. And just like the whole place erupts in this constant yelling chorus of the shit repeatedly throughout the whole fucking thing. Um, and always the thing. Well, who's the fucking idiot who broke the goddamn door? <laughs> Every time, also so. Uh, once we're inside, we got we see Bruce Dern and Tim Roth sitting there by the fireplace. Good old Bruce Dern from I mean Bruce Dern's from a lot of shit. I think I think he won an award for the movie Nebraska. He just played an old man sick of life. Well, if you're an old man in Nebraska, of course you would be. <laughs> if you're an old man, if you're an old man, period. He seemed to be doing all right as his old man character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He just got to hang out and young hippie chicks fucked him all the time. Seems pretty all right for an old man. Yeah, That's that different. guy's been around forever, too. Yeah. He I mean, was yeah. the bad guy in The Cowboys. I used to love that The John Wayne movie, The Cowboys. I used to love uh, that I one when I was going as a kid. Oh, yeah, Bruce Dern's been at it since, what, 60s or 70s? I mean, yeah, I mean, The Cowboys was 72. That's the first time I remember seeing him. Because, like, a young, a young Bruce Dern kind of looked like Tom Petty. And that's what I always thought mm. when, I, like, when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, I have known who he is, or at least could recognize the face my entire life. Like, yeah, he's been in stuff since way before I've been around. But he said, and Tim Roth, we all know Tim Roth. Uh, he was the abomination in The Incredible Hulk. 
That's definitely what he's most known for. Oh yeah, definitely that. He was uh, the father in that movie. We and he was the did, abo- uh, he was the abomination in a little bit of Shang Chi. Uh, and he's the abomination in She Hulk. Is he? I haven't seen that show yet. I haven't either. I just heard he has a cameo again as the abomination. Character. I don't understand <laughs> the abomination. Well, She Hulk in the comic was like, I think trying to play off how witty and weird Deadpool was because she does a lot of pop culture references and she would talk to the reader. And so it was fourth wall. It was a lot of fourth wall and a lot of tongue in cheek. And it was like sometimes Marvel wanted to have like just a totally fun self-referential. No, but what I meant meant initially how she started, but yeah, that kind of was came. Or do you mean the character? So because everything have a how do we have a She-Hulk? She's his cousin, and she gets in a wreck, and he like donates blood to save her life, and because of his blood, she gets yeah. So she's not like quite full Hulk power and strength. I don't think she can just get bigger and stronger quite like the magnitude he can, but she's still incredibly strong and shit. That makes a lot more sense now. I thought you were talking about, oh, I see since the show started, everybody's like, why would she be twerking? Why was this going on? There's no way. God, Marvel's lost their fucking minds. This show's so stupid. Like, But She-Hulk was always a goofy character. I don't understand what you're upset about. Yeah, no, a lot of people get all excited about that stuff. Never actually read the comic books and saw yeah. that. Like, yeah. She Hulk no, was a funny, the promiscuous Marvel character. This is, this is pretty much exactly yeah. what the character was. So I don't know what you're. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that's why you're like, I don't understand. Oh, no, no, no. It was just I didn't get where she, her origins. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Tim Roth, actually, I. He was in Hardcore Henry, too. Tim Roth was, uh, he was our father. Yeah. In Hardcore Henry. He kept calling us a little pussy. Yeah, but then we find out he wasn't calling us that. It was his dad that called him that. Right. Whew. Nice thing. <laughs> Real father of the year, Tim Roth. <laughs> also in Reservoir Dogs, future episode. Um. So anyway, uh, Tim. I. Uh, oh, sorry, I have to find where I was in my notes. Okay, so they're they're sitting by the fire, and there's a random cowboy in the corner, sitting kind of in the shadows. So Kurt Russell's asking about everybody. They're talking about stuff. Uh, we talk, uh, Daisy says something about the new sheriff of Red Rocks with him, and Tim Roth is very curious about that. And actually, before I rewatch this this time, I swore that Christoph Waltz was in this movie, but it's Tim Roth, not Christoph Waltz. But I swore this role was Christoph Waltz. And then you read the trivia, and you find out that it was... Like, he was in the running for it, or considered for it, but it ended up going to Tim Roth instead of Christoph Waltz. Which would make sense. I could see Christoph Waltz playing the fuck out of this role, too. Yeah. Christoph Waltz probably played the fuck out of really any... Christoph Waltz could play the fuck out of She-Hulk, probably. <laughs> that man's a great actor. Um, plus, I, would, I just kind of want to watch him twerk. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> yes. He's a great actor. But he's not in this movie. No. He is in Django Unchained, though. He is in Django Unchained. And I guess maybe that's why I thought... And I think the reason he didn't get the role is because there was a while where this was supposed to be a sequel. And there was a, supposed to be like a scene with Django. And there's still some stuff like his green leather jacket is in the haberdashery at one point. Or like, you, I mean, it's in there the whole time, obviously. Hmm, but right. you, like we actually see it. Uh, there was a few other things, but little clues that Tarantino has confirmed are tying it to the Django verse. And Django was even supposed to be in it at one point. Like it was definitely a, a sequel. And so I guess he's like, well, I can't have Christoph Waltz play this character if he's... Already Obviously, the dentist. Do you think that's going to happen? That'd be cool. It it was supposed to, but he decided not to do that. No. This is already three hours. There's enough going no. on here. So. Not enough feet, I guess. <laughs> I, well, how am I going to deal with another set of feet? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, anyway, yeah. Oh, you got the sheriff. And Kurt's like, it's bullshit. He's just lying to keep from dying. 
which I don't know if he actually said that or that's just the note I took, but I like it. Um, interesting. You're a, you're a bounty hunter. You got a warrant for her. Uh, well, of course I do. So more back and forth about, you know, he looks at the warrant. Okay, well, now that I see you've got this warrant, let me tell you who I am. I'm Oswaldo... Something. I keep wanting to say Oswald Copperpot since that's the penguin's name, but it's Oswald is something. I'm the hangman of this part, so I'm also trying to get to Red Rocks to do the hanging, so I guess this is my future job sitting right here in Oswaldo front of me. Oswaldo Mowbray. Yeah. There, Mowbray, yeah. Um, oh, why, didn't you, why, why don't you... It says dead or alive. Why not kill her? Wouldn't that be easier? No one said it was supposed to be blah, 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 blah. And Kurt Russell's like, well, I don't like Breaks it. Breaks the whole song again. Yeah. Does yeah. that whole Coldplay and Sheryl Crow song. Yeah. And we just keep adding to it. It's like he had a whole medley of songs he's doing at this point. And then <laughs> no wonder freaking old hangman John Ruth was so mad at the guitar by the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, one more person plays Coldplay. I swear, I swear to God. God. <laughs> <laughs> um I would do the same. Uh, but no, he, he said his reasoning for it was, I don't like to cheat the hangman. And that's when Tim Roth was like, oh, well, let me allow, allow me to introduce myself. I am the hangman. I, I like that you respect my job so much, sir. Keeping me employed. Thank you. Hell yeah. And so, anyway. Now, OB has a bright idea. While they're all out in the stable, he's like, okay, Blizzard ain't going to get any worse. But we are going to have to keep feeding the horses, and obviously we're going to have to use the bathroom. So I say we need to set up markers to make a path from stable to door and from door to shitter. And Bob's like, yeah, that, that sounds like a good sounds idea. Like a good All right, plan. well, me and Walton Goggins here, we're going to go do that. Okay, and so Bob keeps going with the horse. Like, why don't you go inside? And Sam's like, nah, dude, there's a fucking blizzard. I'll help you with the horses. No, 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 you go inside. It's like, motherfucking blizzard out here. I'm offering you some motherfucking help, and you say no? <laughs> well, okay, I guess fine. If you're gonna, that way about it. So obviously something odd is going on here, and Samuel Jackson definitely knows about it. And the score turns kind of creepy. I think this is obviously one of the used songs from The Thing. Um, and I don't care if it's recycled. It's goddamn perfect. It's, it sets the mood. Because like, it, it shifts from just, we're in a western, oh, there's a storm, to like suspenseful, creepy shit, you know. We're in the uh, cabin in the woods. <laughs> we are in a cabin in the woods. God, that movie's fucking great. The, it I think is. it's the yeah, only it only movie to kill the entire world. Yeah. Everyone dies. No. Hitchhiker's Guide also kills the entire world. Except two. Two people survived that one. Well, only one of them was an Earthling. No, Trillion was. Spoiler I mean, technically, oh, I guess, Star yeah, Wars Trillion was too. Uh, exploded a whole planet. Yeah, also. but it wasn't Earth. It wasn't. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> Doesn't. I, am, I am very much proudly a planetist. A plant. <laughs> this guy over here. <laughs> I'm a Christian plan, 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 plan. That's right. Martians, fuck you. Yeah. Martian lives don't matter. Better dead than red. Oh, no, 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 no. Whoa. <laughs> Damn, Brandon, you got to edit that one out. Jesus Christ. No, he's not. He's going to make that the fucking bumper at the end. <laughs> All right. So. Let it be known. I meant Martians. I meant Martians. On this 10th day of September. <laughs> well, now they know when we recorded it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, damn. Cat's out of the bag. Oh, ah. the cat's always been out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, we made no secret about how we knew that. There have, proof has not been in the pudding. It's been sitting out on the counter in plain view the whole time. Yeah. Hold on. Let me try it again. On this 20th day of October. <laughs> 
So now back inside, Tim Roth has a great monologue about justice versus frontier justice. You know, if you come into town, you're proven guilty, I hang you, that's justice. It's true, it's fair. If someone breaks in here, or if one of the loved ones of the people you killed break in here, drag you outside and hang you, that's frontier justice. Now, frontier justice is very soothing. But they're emotionally tied to this. You see, I'm not, and that's the difference. And I'm not doing it any justice, pun intended, but... When Tim Roth has a good role and a good director, this man is a goddamn fucking master. Like, this dude acts so fucking well. And then there are times where it's like, yeah, (laughs) I don't need you dressed as a mechanic calling me a pussy. I was convinced. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always convinced. But yeah, if he gets a good role and a good director, goddamn, he is one hell of an actor. Because this monologue is fucking great. And he's doing it... In the shittiest wannabe English accent you've ever heard, and it's, isn't he English? I think he's supposed to be. I think <laughs> it's a lot like how Bob no, was supposed to be Mexican. Like, but I, he Tim actually Roth is Mexican. No, because Tim Ross's name is English Pete. Right. Oh, so it's a it's a fucking shtick he's doing, you know, because of the anyway. That's at the end of the movie. So <laughs> he is just a goddamn hell of an actor. So now Kurt decides that I need. Okay, I've talked to you. Yeah, Tim Roth was born in London. Well, I know he He's is, but I'm talking about his characters. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, the characters. Sometimes they accent. do have to, like Sofia Vergara. That's got to be even harder. So I'm hiding my natural English accent to be an American playing an English accent. Yeah, that's. Because just... I can't sound convincing. <laughs> <laughs> I was convinced. I'm pretty. I'm pretty easily easily done in. Is it something somebody did in a movie? All right, I believe no. it. <laughs> Must be true. <laughs> that dude really cut out that dude, dude's liver and fed it to a pug? I buy it. <laughs> Happen. It's <laughs> one hungry pug. <laughs> All right. I just imagined. I just imagined like the alien scene, except the, there's a pug that busts out of your guts. <laughs> With those freaky eyes. Yeah. Just... just all, all of your bits of gut stuck in the wrinkles of its face. Just, just breathing rah, hard. And breathing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He got me, but the little fucker's cute. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so anyway, I'm not worried about the ancient man at the fireplace. And I, All right, you're the hangman. You're actually who I need to be working with, but I need to know about this cowboy over here in the corner. So we go over, and here's Michael Madsen. It's a Tarantino movie, so of course we got to have Michael Madsen in it fucking somewhere, right? Uh, he's Joe Gage. What you writing about there? The only thing I feel I'm qualified to write. Because, of course, and also he's Michael Madsen, so he has to do the Clint Eastwood squint. Yeah. And uh, the tough guy kind of monotone. Uh, raspy voice. Raspy voice thing. Uh, but that's also Michael. I think that Michael Madsen's real life is been so fucking hard he has no choice but to just do this all the time <laughs> yeah he's even when he's in like tarantino movies are the only time michael madsen gets a choice of being in a not like c or d level movie if you see any of the other hundred movies he puts out a year they are garbage they are worse than lifetime movies and this is just him this is what he do <laughs> uh i dated a girl in la that was in a band and they got to be the band in a scene in a michael madsen movie and first like oh fuck that's awesome but no it was like Straight to the three dollar bin at Walmart. Yeah, there's. That. I'm looking at his filmography right now, and there it's is insane. a lot of stuff I've never heard of. 
Yeah. It was like, we're going to be in a Michael Madsen movie. I was like, that's not actually as exciting as you would think it is. So, but he's sitting there, yeah, the only thing I am qualified to write about, my life story. Okay. I, all right, tough guy, calm it down. You're writing your own biography. Great. You don't... Can we just, can we just dial back the tough cowboy act? Um, anyway, so what's your business here? Why are you trying to get to Red Rock? I'm not. I'm trying to get to nine miles outside of Red Rock. Oh, yeah, and what's out there? My mother. Oh. <laughs> That's where I'm going, too. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck your mother. <laughs> After I get my $10,000 from hanging Daisy Domergue, I'm going to fuck your mother. You better not be there. Yeah. You can write a story about that. Well, you just as well start calling me dad. <laughs> <laughs> I do like he goes, am I in your life story? Well, you just entered <laughs> Yeah. I haven't known. That's a pretty good line. Yeah, I know, but like, that's the stupidest fucking question I've ever heard. I've never yeah. met you before. Why yeah. would you be in my life story, you dumb son of a bitch? But much like you literally just entered this building, now you've just entered my life story. So I guess, yeah, now you're in the book. <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm not going to call you dad. Well, I wouldn't expect you to. Not even if there's a fire. Is this a second, a Sorry second to movie do a, st- a stepbrother's quote there. Kurt Not Russell even if there's was a in fire. For, for uh, him? Thir- well, thir- no, this was second. He's in Three Total because he, he was in Death Proof and then this and then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood he's in. Oh, he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I don't remember him in that one. He was the director of the movie that Brad Pitt gets kicked out of for uh, beating up Bruce Lee. I have to watch it again. I, I'm guessing <laughs> if you're in a movie with Bruce Lee and you actually beat him up, yeah, you're kicked out of that movie real Probably, fucking quick. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> you can't beat up the talent. Well, I just did. <laughs> that's not this kind of. That's not that kind of film. Yeah, in other films, you you know, that's that's actually what you're supposed to do. <clears throat> All right, good job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now on to Bruce Dern. His General Smithers. General Smithers. I was like, oh my God, this is what happens after Montgomery Burns dies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's exactly what I kept Smithers, thinking. Smithers. Turns into this lonely old man sitting by a fire. <laughs> I mean, he would. What are you doing, old man? Well, I'm just mourning the loss of my Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what is he? Kurt Russell comes over. He's just got to, I got to lead this woman around and I got to get to know everybody because it's all about me and what I got to do and fuck all you and what you got to do. I don't give a fuck because I'm Kurt Russell. <laughs> Brewster's like, you're just a goddamn hyena. I'm not going to talk to you. Hi. What about, oh, he goes, mister. And he points at his sleeve and goes, general. Oh, well, all right. Fair enough. Thank you for your service. <clears throat> and walks off. No. He didn't say thank you for your service, but he said, I'm a general. You're too fucking loud, and I'm not going to talk to you. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. You're not my general. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I feel like no general, not a general of any, ar- any army I recognize, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> no, he doesn't say it. He just, he no, like, no. Oh, okay, all right, all right, and just walks off and leaves him alone. But yeah, obviously you're a southern general, and we are very far north, so. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Long way from home, buddy. Yeah. We're in the wrong colors to be around these parts. <laughs> Um, so now Ob and Goggins burst in, whole door bit again. Gotta kick it off, and you gotta nail it shut. Well, who's the idiot who broke the goddamn door? That whole thing. Now, uh, well, Wyoming didn't even become a state until 1890, so this is 13 set 13 years before. It's still a territory. So it's still up just there. territory. It's all yeah. just territory. Yeah. So they're in. 
international waters of mountains. This is back when Kansas was all huge. Right? It's the only time anybody gave a flying well, Kansas fuck was about a state Kansas. then because Well, it, right, because but Kansas only mattered at this point because it was like is it going to be north or south? Is it going to be north or south? Is it going to be who, you know, the what was that? The Meridian or what is it? Mason-Dixon line? Mason-Dixon line. But yeah, because yeah, if we, we were apparently the the big deal on which which side got more soldiers and who blah 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 blah. That was the only time Kansas has ever mattered. <laughs> we were a fucking free state. And then it went North and then nobody uh, gave and, a fuck. Uh, <laughs> that's why the the beer, Free State Brewery. Correct. And the Jayhawks. I think we might have talked about now that. Now, the Jayhawks were because of a fucking personal beef with Missourians, right? Yeah, yeah. the Jayhawkers on the Kansas side would, would, would band together and go raiding into Missouri. And then the, those, they called themselves the Jayhawkers. The Jayhawkers. And then the, the, I don't think I had anything to do with Missouri war, was though. the uh, uh, I thought they. Uh, I, uh, I thought they went over to... Kill uh, slave owners in Missouri. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, and it. I mean, you, you you get while getting's good, you know. You yeah. Burn, you pillage. You... As long as we're pillaging, might as well get some slave owners too. Fuck them, they yeah, own slaves. No, I mean, yeah. People aren't property. Fucker. Yeah, fuckers. Yeah, Kansas is a very progressive state. Yeah, was. Well, well it, it is still. It I mean, they still, still still recent recent yeah, vote shows votes. they're remembering their roots. Um. Anyway, so they burst back in. <clears throat> Goggins and Tim Roth are chatting. I'm the sheriff. Hey, I'm the hangman. Cool. Nice to meet you. Uh, we're talking a bit about, okay, so you're on your way to Red Rock to hang Lance Lawson. Well, yes, yes, I am. Who the hell is Lance Lawson? Well, Lance Lawson is the man who shot the sheriff, but he did not shoot the deputy. <laughs> that <was just> <laughs> oh, that's so stupid, but I had to do it. I had to do it. No, he said uh, he's the man that shot the sheriff that opened up the position I now get to take or whatever. And so now he's in prison and he's going to go hang as my first ex-sheriff is to do or cause that. And this guy's going to hang him. And That's the greatest go. form of thank you. Greatest form of gratitude. Hanging? Yeah. Is the guy killed the guy, the guy that... Oh, you got a job. Thanks for... Or you got me this job. You got me this job. Now I'm going to kill you. Now I'm going to hang you. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. It's the Lance, highest form Lance of gratitude. Lawson, you piece of shit. Um, anyway, Ross like, hey, are you the one with the letter? What? I heard someone in your crew has a Lincoln letter. How? When would this... Because the only person as of now are people are, are, are Kurt Russell and Jennifer Jason Lee. How the fuck is... Did word get in there? Oswald yeah. Cobblepot learn that one of these people have a Lincoln letter. Yeah, because they didn't even know. They didn't expect that stage coming in, so they didn't know that who was in the stage. Yeah. Much less that one of the people in the stage had, like, how would And even he... as things unfold, they didn't know that he was a part of this whole thing. It's no. not like they'd researched yeah. uh, Samuel L. Jackson's Right, yeah, as, as it unfolds, he was still a wild card the whole way through. So how in the fuck would he have ever heard that? Because so, it's not like they came in. Because when they came in, Daisy was like, yeah, we got some old black guy and the fucking sheriff of Red Rock. But it wasn't like, and someone has a Lincoln letter, by the way, just so stick that little feather in your cap. Like, stick it in uh, so later. how he even brought it up, I don't understand. That seems like a pretty big... Dropped a plot hole here. I heard one of you had a letter. It's like, oh, no, that's the black. Wait a minute. A black guy? How's a black guy going to be having a letter from Lincoln? A letter from Lincoln. Well, I don't know if you heard about this, but Lincoln is cool with the black people. In fact, he was trying to free him. So (laughs) you've been up here on this mountain a while, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You don't watch a lot of TV, do you? (laughs) 
Well, matter of fact, no, I don't, because uh, <laughs> can't get no stations around. Does here. doesn't exist on account of it not existing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so now we get back out to the stable where Sam's talking to Bob, and he's just trying to make. And I do love. I think this is probably why he works with Samuel Jackson so much. But Tarantino dialogue and the way Samuel Jackson can work it, where it's like, this is full on interrogation, but I'm making it like a conversation. Yeah, he's a whole lot smoother at it than friggin' uh, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell Russell. is, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine Kurt Russell's pillow talk. (laughs) (laughs) Was that good for you, Goldie? (laughs) Actually, you seem kind of cold and just, wow, good. You know, a moment ago when I was in your pussy, that was really good to me. <laughs> you know what old Jack Burton says when the <laughs> pussy gets a flowing and the skin starts slapping? I say, you hold on, Goldie, because I'm going to give her hell. Uh-huh, sure, Kurt. Yeah, that's great. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Wake me up when it's over. How can she sleep with that voice over? <laughs> <laughs> and that massive beard, that glorious beard. Oh, Coach would be so mad at us, Elise. Because she loves Kurt Russell so much, and here we are disparaging him in bed. Um. She would not stand for this. God, I'm not disparaging it, I'm sure. Like I said, I need to be the neighbor. Like, God, I wish that guy would shut up. <laughs> I can't even hear her screaming. Like, <laughs> Our walls are cracking from that. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that man is dicking. Damn! <laughs> Anyways, I so. would know why we call him the Hung Man. <laughs> the Hung Man. <laughs> Jesus. No wonder Goldie stuck around for fucking 40 years. <laughs> they're like the longest running Hollywood couple ever, aren't they? Yeah, man, they're up there, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really keep up with them. I was going to say what the Jones is, but I don't know if that's the right expression. Well, I mean, you know, uh, it's very rare that any Hollywood couples last like five years, maybe 10, but they've been at least 40. I think well, them and then uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson are, are also way up there, but generally they don't they don't last true. so long. DiCaprio's relationships have a max ex- experience. Maybe they last seven so long years because they never got married. They have not got married, but they've been together since eighty three. Damn. Yeah, so, so coming, up, they're on 40 coming years. up on forty. In fact, Kate Hudson is not his son. It Daughter. was from. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's not. She's definitely not a son. <laughs> well, that we know of. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to make but, assumptions. But uh, that was from Goldie's first marriage. I didn't know she was married before. But they split when Kate and there's a brother also were, were very, 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 very young. And then Kurt came in. I mean, he's raised them both since they were babies, you know. I didn't know that until this past Father's Day when Kate Hudson shared some, like, super touching thing. And, and Kurt Russell's like, oh, man. It's so nice to see these pictures. Just so there's like such a bridge of time, and there's so much water under the bridge, but it gets hard to see because all that water under the bridge ends up in my eyes, and it's like some weird fucking thing about. Except he was yelling it, and he had a yeah. shotgun for <laughs> <Yeah>. some reason. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> He's wearing an eye patch, trying to escape New York, and <laughs> <laughs> trying to escape this house. <laughs> uh, no, it was really touching. But that was when I was like, oh, not even a, not even their biological dad, but he's raised him his whole life. So, way to go, Kurt Russell, is what I'm saying. Stand-up guy. Stand, very stand-up guy. That we know of. <laughs> Next thing, by the time this airs, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Kurt Russell rapes teen girls as a hobby or whatever. Like, fuck, we got God damn it. <laughs> Brandon, we need to add a bit of... <laughs> Kurt yeah. Russell, you're a piece of shit. Replace the other stuff we said with that, if that happens. 
Just some quick cut and splash him. <laughs> now he's dead. I'm like, I should have never said that either. Fuck. <laughs> oh, the, the rewatch party. Yeah, curse. the curse. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, fuck. Sorry, Meatloaf. Don't be sorry for Meatloaf. <laughs> no, yeah. not after. I, I did enjoy Meatloaf. He did. He lived a long and he lived a life. life worthy of a loaf of meat. Yeah, <laughs> probably better than most loaf of meats <laughs> get. Really, think about it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, back to this interrogation conversation that we first started <laughs> before we got off on Kurt Russell conversation. Um, so he's like, "Where exactly did you say Minnie and Dave <clears throat> went?" Oh, they're on the north side of the mountain <clears throat> visiting her mother. Her mother, you said. Hmm, interesting. I wasn't aware she had a mother. Everybody's got a mother. Yeah. We're all entitled to two, uh, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's entitled to two. No. Um, yeah, I didn't uh, didn't see her as a type to really have my anti-sentimental type. And, you know, we all know Sweet Dave ain't ever fucking going anywhere. You calling me a liar? No. I'm not saying it. Are you calling me a liar? It just seems highly suspect. Sounds like you're calling me a liar. I'm not saying it. It does sound like that. It does sound like that, <laughs> but I didn't say it. <laughs> this is all like out in the barn yet. They're yeah, they're still yeah. out in the stable. I just love it. It does sound like that, but I didn't say it <laughs> with his big Samuel Jackson smile. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking great. Anyway, let's go inside. Does that place still reek of old, old-timey pipe tobacco? Minnie doesn't smoke pipe tobacco. She rolls her own red apple. But you already knew that, didn't you, Cabron? I did. I'm just making sure you knew that too, Bob. Let's go on in. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's just like, it's all a fucking... And so this is... It's a modern, let yet, I guess, period piece of the murder mystery, you know? So everything is a really coy, cat and mouse, verbally, whodunit sort of but thing. But do they know that they're dead? He's pretty goddamn suspicious right now. But and so everything he's saying and everything he's doing is got a hidden agenda. Especially as it progresses, but already, like he's already he's already on the case. Something is off. He's Sam, figuring, he's yeah. figuring it out. But yeah. nobody else knows anything. Right. So far. But Samuel Jackson's really the only one who's familiar with Man- Minnie's haberdashery, and he's fucking like, okay. Something's I don't know fishy. what yet, but something is not right. And mm-hmm. we're not even near the ocean. Something is afoot. Yes. This is the foot. This is the foot. This is the the Tarantino foot. Damn, Tarantino got us with the foot. (laughs) Yeah, got us with the the metaphorical foot. That dude loves feet. Um, Also, red apple tobacco is a thing. It's in every movie. Someone's like smoking red apple cigarettes. There's always red apple tobacco. That's his, that's his like. Is that like a brand? No, it's it's his. It's, it's not a real brand. It's so like, he, I think it's a way that he can do it without actually having without a, actually having a brand. brand. And then it just oh. like his little director, ties all the director universes. trademark thing. Ties know. them all together like they're all one multiverse. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. So anyway, now as it, back inside, uh, Walton Goggins recognizes. Holy shit! You're General Smithers. My dad loved you. I'm fucking. Elijah Mannix's boy. We were part of the Mannix Marauders. We did all those. Oh. Oh, yeah, I know your dad. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You mind if I sit? Well, according to the Yankees, it's a free country. <laughs> How can you say a line like that with such just a, yeah, fucking freedom, fucking bullshit? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that that's too far <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, even the people now who seem to be throwing fits, it, they at least think they're fighting for freedom. Yeah. 
like every they throw freedom around not knowing really yeah, what the no, fuck they're talking about but at least it's not like well yeah i guess it's a free country motherfuckers yeah, freedom for me not yeah. freedom for thee <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> there you go i guess that's the it's kind of i guess you could sit down because it's a free country motherfucking freedom letting people sit down piece of shit yeah piece i was gonna say like stand, it's, it's in the what same is it? like when people a lot of people well i've encountered a lot of situations where someone instead of saying yes or no they're like it's a free country I don't know, man. Shit, just say no. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to, but I can't tell you not to. Yeah, I mean, you could just say no. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, I'll probably still sit, but like, <laughs> at least I'm aware of the situation I'm sitting in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I went. You like this? Anyone sitting here? Like you? Sit your ass down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You baby boy, come on. Yeah. Let me clear a spot for you, and then they wipe their face. No, that's my favorite. <laughs> wipe their, wipe like, their, wipe their, their mustache. mustache. Yeah, but we're <laughs> we're like the communal type of eating at a barbecue place. You do not want me sitting there. <laughs> I had the spicy wings, bud. <laughs> <laughs> the the type of place that has the spool of paper towels at every table. You do not. No. <laughs> well, you're in luck because I like. Like honestly, I think yeah. if you're just getting out of the shower, I don't want you sitting on my <laughs> <Yes>. face. Like, <laughs> Well, it depends on who we're talking about. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about you. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's fair. That's fair. I've, I've seen me before and after. And I'm, I'm like, I don't expect you guys to want me to sit on your face. I'm very I'm glad. Clean. I'm glad we got this all out. <laughs> we all, is it clear? We're not nobody sitting on nobody sitting on anybody's okay. faces. Yeah. Yeah. We don't even break Manny's ass again. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He doesn't need any help with that. No, he'd do that on his own. I break my own ass. <laughs> Anyway, Samuel L. Jackson. Bruce Dern. ass. <laughs> Bruce Dern. Oh, God Bruce, damn it. He's coming up north. He hates the north. Oh, my God. He yeah, hates the north. Oh, that's but right. he's coming up here to bury his son, Chester. He came up here to get rich and then disappeared. Well, did, I mean, he just got busy. No, if he came up here to do what he came up here to do, or if he did what he came up here to do, he'd have come home already. So I'm coming up to bury him and talk to someone about a tombstone and all and all that shit. So now here's where Sam and Bob burst in again. The whole, oh, I gotta kick it. Oh, you gotta nail it. Who broke the goddamn door? Blah, blah, that whole thing again. Now, we already had a bit about the coffee because Kurt thought it tasted like shit. And again, everything that Kurt Russell walks into has got to be about what Kurt Russell thinks and what Kurt Russell wants. I don't give a fuck that I just walked into an establishment to save my own life from dying in a blizzard. And I don't give a fuck that there have already been people here existing in this establishment before I walked in. I am going to straight up throw this coffee on the floor and brew my own pot the way I like it. Fuck everybody. I just like how everybody, even when they're done with their drink, they just throw it on the floor. Like, fuck yeah. this drink now. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. But it's just like, yeah. Kurt, you, he's just such a selfish, arrogant fuckhole. I'm going to lead people around. You've got to tell me what I want to know. I'm not going to say shit about who I am, or I don't give a fuck. He just... I'm in my world, and it's about me, and right. I, I don't give a fuck. But to be fair, he made a whole new pot of good coffee for everybody. He did make, you know? he did make like, coffee. Fuck this. I, you, my new friends ain't going to drink this shitty coffee. coffee. I'm going to yeah. make some fresh coffee. Fresh coffee? Coffee? So now when Sam comes in, and he's pouring a cup of coffee, he sees something down in the crack between these two boards. It's a red jelly bean. Well, then he looks up to the top shelf. There's a few like big glass jars of jelly beans. All organized by color. There's like red and a slight pink. Yeah, they're really and green. big jars to put that high up Huge, on a shelf. Huge, yeah. like, really, really big down. glass jars on a very top shelf, which seems stupid. Um, and they're all like nicely organized and stuff. And he's like, <clears throat> okay, okay. 
And he also recognizes Bruce Dern, and who do they not get along? They were on opposite sides of a battle in Baton Rouge, you see. And, uh, what does he say? You, uh, you got a whole troop of black northern soldiers, but they didn't make it back to your prison camp, did they? Well, we didn't have food or time to take care of the horses. And we sure don't give a fuck about any... Yes. Especially not any from the north. Okay, well, you laid that out. I was thinking we were going to have to dance around this a bit, but no, you just came right out and said it. All right, all right. So Sam immediately goes for his pistol, and of course Tim Roth and other people are like, whoa, 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 and Walter Go- Walton Goggins is like, I will fucking shoot you if you shoot my hero here. So it kind of turns into a little standoff. But then Tim Roth's like, okay, 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 okay. We're going to split this place in half. Here's the northern side. Here's the southern side. We can call the fireplace Georgia. We call the bar Philadelphia. And Kurt Russell's like, cool. The bar's Philadelphia. I'm fine. Yeah. (laughs) I'm here for it. So now they're sitting there on the north side. And Kurt Russell's like, I know somebody in here is in cahoots with this fucking bitch. What? Dude, we just showed up. We don't know any of these people. No, somebody here is trying to get my $10,000. You are fucking insane, man. You need to let it go. If you don't say anything, nobody knows anything. Just stop. I don't know about that. He gets up. All right, everyone, listen up. I am Jack Burton. God damn it. I'm going to take this bitch into Red Rock and hang her, and I'm going to make $10,000, and that's mine, and I don't want to share it, and I don't want anybody else to have it. Does anybody have their mindset on depriving me of this $10,000? Like, dude, no, shut the fuck up. Well, all right, then. But I'm going to take your pistols. So then he has to go around the room and and, goes, and Joe Gage is like, dude, like, how does he get away with that? Like, how is he just like? And I even have that. Why is a random bounty hunter making himself the law when there's actual law yeah. in the fucking so, building? How does this bounty hunter get to decide who's doing what? And I'd be like, look, dude, I don't know you from anybody else. Why don't I take your fucking gun, dick? Who are you to walk around exactly. and take my pistols? Other than he already has his guns out. So, like, yeah. I mean, he's doing it at gunpoint. Now, why the other guys don't shoot him. But then they also know that, you know, Samuel Jackson is there with him. So they don't know what he's going to do as far it, as. Yeah, I just don't get like, I'm here being Joe Gage, Michael Madsen, who he approaches first. Just, I'm going to have to take your pistol. Dude, I'm a cattle rustler. As I told you, this is the first time I was in a helping hand. I was a partner. I finally made money. I'm going home to see mom. I'm just hanging out. I don't know who you are from fucking... A- why don't I take... Yeah. Why do, why do I have to give on my pistol? Because you said so, random guy. It's just... It, yeah. It's stupid that he's... But he takes Joe's gun. He takes Tim Roth's gun. He takes everybody's guns. And then he takes them apart pretty efficiently into a bucket. And he's like, yeah. OB, take these out and dump them down that shithole. What? Why do... Why do I got to do it? Well, because you're the only one I kind of trust. I still have a good enough reason. It's cold as fuck out there. Yeah. Just because I drove... You hired me to drive you. I'm just a driver. I'm like the dude in Die Hard who hangs out in the parking garage and dances the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I'd be like, all right, 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's not not driving, is it? Yeah. You hired me to drive the coach, bud. Yeah. And that ain't driving. But he does. He takes it out there and and dumps it down the shithole. So, now, they're eating dinner... And now during this, Walton Goggins is like, 
He likes to poke at Samuel Jackson. No, that whole letter, that's a fucking lie. You really think Abraham Lincoln's going to write to a black man that day? And they're going to be almost friends? I kept saying almost friends. They was almost friends. That ain't going to happen. This is all bullshit. And Sam's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it, it's a fraud. It's fake. And so Kurt. This really pisses Kurt off. Oh, my God. So earlier when he was reading the letter and he was like a kid on Christmas, now he's like when you reach about five or six and they finally tell you that Santa Claus isn't real. This is what Kurt Russell's Wait, looking what? Like. <laughs> I've always known he wasn't real. I didn't always know, but I definitely ruined it for my sister. As long as the guests kept coming on Christmas morning, yeah, I was fine yeah. with whatever. I whatever was the one. I don't remember what she did. We were really young, and she pissed me off. And I was like, yeah, well, Santa Claus is fake. And her world crumbled. And my mom drug me into the next room, and I, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I thought my mom was going to murder me. I don't know what that's doing like. She didn't, obviously, because now I'm hosting a highly successful podcast. But when do you meet with those guys? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I wasn't supposed to let that slip. All right, so anyway, Sam's like, dude, look, I'm a black man in the 1800s. Really? We couldn't tell. Shit, shit ain't easy. Uh, look, this is how, how it goes for me. The only times I feel safe around white people is when they're, when they're contained or when they're in, incapacitated, when they're something. We said, yeah. Detained or whatever. So this letter is my way of doing that. Well, it buys in favor with the white folks, basically. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, oh, God, he knows he's in favor with Lincoln? Well, he's a safe one. He's one of the good ones. Yeah, it's like having a, a Blue Lives Matter sticker on your truck. Yeah. <laughs> you could be safe among the whites then. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. I think it used to be before, you know, it became much worse. Like, it was just it, like in with the 90s. The or line, like, whatever. I just, and then, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now you need that. Because there's a lot of racial issues with cops. But I remember growing up, it was like, you just donate once to the oh, sheriff. You get that sticker. Yeah. Sheriff, yeah. You put that sticker up, and they're like, you're good to go. Because you got the little I support cop sticker on yeah. your car. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, he's saying, I just had to keep myself alive, man. This is the only way I could do it. And Kurt's like, no, whatever. You ruined Santa Claus, you piece of shit. Okay, fine. So he gets up, and he goes and makes a second pot of stew, and goes and gives it to Bruce Stearns. Like, may I sit? Yeah. Well, it's a free country, in it? No, they didn't say no, that. No, but this I'm time. saying it for oh, yeah. him. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah. well, Gog- Goggins jumped in. He's like, you leave him alone or whatever. Like, he's like, we shared a battlefield. You know? Yeah, <laughs> or are you going to deprive me of that? No, I guess you was there. Yeah, motherfucker. I was. <laughs> so now he sits and he, he's talking to Dern. He's like, I knew your son. I came across your son. I know the day he died. Do you? No. Do you want to know? Yeah, he died the day he met me. And he set a gun on this little table next to the chair Bruce turns in and gets up and starts his pacing monologue. Oh, the pacing monologue. And uh, so <clears throat> your son came up here looking to kill black men because each head he gets was 50 bucks, whatever. The more black men you get, the more money you get. And that's what he was trying to do until he came across me and I figured out he was your son, the... The fucking general who killed a whole troop of black soldiers because he couldn't feed the horses. Yeah. Oh, I was going to have fun with this one. I was going to have me some fun. So now we get this weird flashback where he's like, I made him strip buck ass naked and walk through the snow. And now it wasn't just normal cold. 
this was some Wyoming freeze your ass cold shit. I like you how I had to give him like snowshoes though. Yeah. He's like completely naked, but he's got snowshoes on. He's still got on. the snowshoes on. And we get full. nobody got time for some dude falling through the snow drifts. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, man. And we get Frostbite. full on naked, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I got to give the dude some freaking credit here because considering it's, the temperatures out there, that my shit would be freaking inside, oh, yeah. like nestled up. It yeah. wouldn't be hanging out. I'd have a one inch mound. <laughs> Future episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I made him walk. Until he collapsed. And then you know what? He didn't beg for his life. He didn't beg for his clothes. He just begged for a blanket. Now, a man that cold is a desperate man. <laughs> so you want to know what I did? Anyway, we don't need it. He draws this out a lot. And I so many slang terms for dick. I think there was only two. Dingus Johnson and Johnson. And 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 my, he said he, he pulled a snake out at one point. It he, just seems weird when they're dropping friggin' N-bombs left and right that they don't say dick. Yeah. Or friggin' pulled out my big cock. Or yeah, whatever. it was just dingus. And I yeah. made him crawl across and suck my black snake. Now just picture this. Well, sometimes and, the word alone makes men uncomfortable. Vagina. But without batting an eye, they'll refer to their dick or the Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. Johnson? V- v- Johnson? But Johnson? Johnson? I'm going to get in her with Johnson. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, just picture that. Your son sucking my big black Johnson. Yeah, oh, he was freezing to death on my dingus. Uh-huh, yeah. And it's like it's and funny he's a dingus. I don't know why. He did a yeah, few times or a, a few dinguses. Times, right. And Bruce turns sitting there shocked like, oh, my God. Yeah, and then we even get it in the flashback as yeah. he's telling the story of him just laughing and like, Face fucking this naked dude in the <laughs> dude, snow. So just face fucking him. Like, that's, that's right. I face fucked your son to death. And this this scene goes on. And like I feel like it's one of the other dudes would be like, dude, you're gay. <laughs> like, hey, everybody's like, everybody else is just being quiet and like yeah. listening to him tell this story about mouth making mouth this. Mouth to mouth, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't dude. gay until it's in my mouth. I guess it's consensual. I mean, he did crawl over to it. Although it was under the pretense of getting a blanket, so... Yeah, yeah. I guess it's sex work. Oh, this was a Weinstein Company movie, so... It was a Weinstein <laughs> Company movie. You gotta blow me or else. Yeah. This, like, fits right in with the Weinstein business yeah, model. Well, that's how everybody got the job. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect right there. Fuck you, Weinstein. I hope you die in prison. So anyway, um, Dern goes for his gun, because, okay, you face-fucked my son to death. I, yeah. So he reaches for it. Sam immediately shoots him. Bam. You did. Chapter four. Darmagu's got a secret. Now this one starts off with. I mean, can we talk just a second about how didn't if, she I always? Was being, if I was being walked through the snow and I was naked and I'm freezing my ass off and then some dude's like putting my dick in your mouth and he's wearing a nice warm coat, how I would probably be wearing blood soaked trousers a couple minutes later because I would bite that dude's dick off yeah. and steal his coat. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like that's a. I think that's why he walked him for hours until he's like, I'm collapsing. I'm laying here and I have no energy. I have no. I think he had no energy, energy enough to bite. You know, I mean, well, even if he right. shoots me in the head, at least I'm not going to suffer anymore. I mean, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot of energy to bite. And honestly, there's nothing there that would stop you from it. Like it's. Uh, it's, it's a called, fucking sausage, dude. It's called boner for a reason. <laughs> it's full of bone. I broke my teeth. I broke my <laughs> broke my teeth on this dick bone. You'd get a mouthful of blood, that's for sure. That, that's fine. Okay, sorry. Moving on. Not to draw out the weird. But then you'd draw. also have to live the rest of your life knowing you you bit a dude's dick. 
Yeah. I, I feel like I would rather live the rest of my long life knowing that than <laughs> die long, there. Long, you know? yeah. <laughs> blow a dude to completion and then die anyway. <laughs> Did you blow him to completion? It, he's, that, that depends on what you mean by completion. Yeah. Well, <laughs> finish him. Let's just say it was it was a relatively white Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Uh, All right, so stuff. chapter four. Chapter four. Which I, I honestly watched this movie on uh, the extended version. You did watch the extended version. Yeah, I, did. I don't nice. know why. I'm like, shit, this movie's three hours long. Just we'll make it three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's, but they that's break it down these? into episodes on Netflix. Yeah, they do. So it's like four different episodes. So oh, okay. they didn't do like the chapter thing, like uh, like, okay. it like it is in the original. But how many? Go how, ahead. It's like how long is one episode? An hour, like 50, 50, 50 to sixty minutes oh, each okay. episode. Cool, 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 cool. I might go back. Cool, and do cool, that. cool, 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 cool. All right, Jake Peralta. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! No, when no, I was no, back no. in Kansas for the fucking bachelor party, so I mean, it's a cabin that someone put up in their pasture next to a pond. So you can be out there, and you're miles and miles away from anything or anyone. You don't have to worry about it, you know. So obviously you rent it and have a big party and do whatever, and you don't have... No, no worries. But one entire drawer of it was just overflowing with koozies that people had brought and left. <laughs> left. You know, most of them are like wedding party koozies or whatever, but there's one, I just pulled it out, and I saw... I have no idea what's going on. Name of your sex tape, Jake Peralta. And I was like, oh my God, Brooklyn Nine-Nine quote on a koozie. Awesome. And immediately put on my beer. And that was what I used for like two days before I looked at the other side. In loving memory of Ian. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 1997 to 2020. And I was like, oh, he was 23 even. A 23 year old died and his funeral. They made koozies that had a sex tape joke on it. Hey man. <laughs> what the fuck? You know what? If I died when I, I graduated was high school in '97, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Anyway, if there's one thing you want, I was gonna say if I died in shit, if I died, if now, you died in shit, I well, I probably will die in shit. But uh, I'd say I, I, I'd like I'd like someone to make koozies for my funeral. That'd be that should be cool, man. That'd be cool. Would you have sex tape jokes on them? Make any goddamn joke you want in that damn thing. <laughs> I'm dead. I just, I just hope that I make an, enough mark on someone's life that they feel the need to memorialize me on the back window of their beat up shit Ford. <laughs> oh god, <yeah. laughs> with a decal, you know, like those or are make, my favorite. Or make those airbrush t-shirts. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or like even a jacket, like me and and left eye, like. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. So now Quentin Tarantino's narrating chapter four. Now it's been 15 minutes since Samuel Jackson shot Bruce Dern. Joe Gage offered to take Dern's body outside. There was a... We drew straws to see who'd help him. OB lost that. So poor OB has to go back out in the fucking blizzard. Now, while Sam was talking about that blowy, somebody poisoned the coffee. Daisy was the only one who saw that happen. And during all this, Bob's trying to play Silent Night, but being terrible at it. Which is really awful, the way that that was worked in with the subtitles. Because it'd be like, Silent Night continues, note trills, when he goes... And it's like, just kind of mishmashed in with the dialogue. And it's like, God, uh, sometimes subtitles do not have their shit together. Uh, I... I Miss the days of just watching something and not having subtitles, but no, I like subtitles, man. So anyway, that's why that's why this chapter is called "Domergue's Got a Secret," because she's the only one who knows what's happening here. Did you guys know that that there was a G U E there? 
Dumber Grew. Dumber Jew? A G U E, yeah. Dumber Gu? Dumber Gu. It's like Is it Dumber Gu? Dumber G. Why do we keep why do we keep saying this now? I don't what know. To, what's point? What, I what's just thought point? it was it's just an interesting spelling. That's all. G U E. How that's Gu. How else would you say it? Dumber Gu. I guess I would say Gu. Huh. Anyway, we could say it one yeah. more time. Dumber Gu. Dumber Gu. So this is where she's like, "Hey, you mind if I play that guitar over there?" He's like, "Yeah, fine, Mark." So she goes, and this is the famed. I knew about this before I even saw the movie. I think I, somebody told me about it, about the oh, this is the 1870 scene. Martin guitar. 1870 Martin guitar from the Martin Guitar Museum, and it was there, and that's the one she actually got to play. Which that would be a fucking stretch, like no. In fact, they made six replicas. Why the fucking actual guitar was even on set yeah, makes would, no sense. That doesn't make any sense to me. Because like, why I'm, even have it? If it's, yeah, because exactly, it's not like they exactly. go in real close on it or like, no, they never actually show it that closely. Yeah, yeah. You don't even see the headstock to see that it says Martin. They could have made a fucking plank of wood at it, it anyway. Yeah, but she like, pulls out a Telecaster. It's definitely not definitely not a Telecaster, <laughs> but like. It's that old of a guitar, that, which it needed to be. I'm glad for authenticity since this takes place in 1877. But your hand oils, like, yeah, you would not let yeah, anybody all that, all fucking shit is touch it, fucking period. It. So to have a, and uh, let somebody play it, no, no, no. Why? No, you're not touching this, yeah. Absolutely not. I'm sure it's probably just some little thing that, that Tarantino's like, oh, I got to get a good guitar. I got to get a real guitar, a, a period Exactly. Yeah, but then it. they made replicas of it. So yeah. okay, here you go, Martin Museum. Take this back, and now you can strum the fucking replica. Yeah, we can add the music to it or whatever. Yeah. It only got to be like we're recording it in the you know. But they actually use this on the if you get the Hateful Eight soundtrack, which I don't really know why, but um, I love the music in it. But just hearing the creepy Ennio Morricone soundtrack music without a scene related to it, like. I would cruise around listening to that. That sounds weird. <laughs> but this song is the bit from the movie. So you get the door opening gag and the screaming and the nail pounding and all the shit in the background during this if you buy the soundtrack. And yeah. That, all, like, all that background noise is in it. So anyway, she's playing the song and Kurt Russell's even like, hey, that's pretty. He's got any more verses? She goes, yeah, there's more. Well keep singing and he takes a sip of coffee and she's like okay ha, ha, and just sings a whole verse about like she's the hangman john you're gonna be dead behind me by the time i get to mexico and that's when he's like all right throws out the rest of his coffee cup takes the guitar and smashes it and jennifer jason lee's like whoa 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 and that's an actual reaction because no 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 we're supposed to get a replica <laughs> oh that was that was genuine yeah oh shit when she's like whoa 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 because <laughs> there was no like I'm a sassy little crazy bitch. Yes. I was like a real like, no, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> yep. Whoops. Yeah. So I he, guess, yeah, after this, Martin guitars like, don't never get, never, they won't let any of their historical guitars get used in movies. I mean, why did they in the first place? That, again, yeah. And so they had made replicas for this in case they needed to do multiple takes. There you go. We've got a replicas for filming. Take this back. We will use the replicas for all of this. Why the actual guitar was ever on yeah. the set in front of the camera in the first fucking you would place think no goddamn sense. <laughs> it was awkward when they tried to take it back to the museum. They're like, here's the guitar back. Like, this is a shitty replica. I'm like, oh, 
you here's can, your guitar back. Yeah. Like, this is also a shitty shit. replica. <laughs> like, well, you know what? Oh, must be this one. <laughs> it must have gotten lost within <laughs> the replica. Did you I'm fuck sorry. up the original? <laughs> <laughs> no. How many more times are we going to do this? One, two, three. Three more. Time. <laughs> well, I've got three like guitars left. <laughs> yeah. Six Shh. for one, bro. Shit, they can tell. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. That's so fucked up. So, man, I think it's partly on Martin, though. Like, that should have been in their agreement. Why they had nobody there watching. Yeah, dude, with a fucking instrument that old, that's dumb. I mean, look, they said it was the actual monetary worth of it was $40,000. So that's probably nothing compared to the whole thing of the movie. Like, shit, Tarantino's like, no, really fuck it up. Do it for real. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like how many millions <laughs> yeah. in the budget? Fine. Yeah. Hey, Tim Roth, you're going to get a slight pay cut. They got insurance <laughs> on it. Yeah, you know? yeah, but Martin's like, the- it's not about the money. You guys fucked up a piece of history, you know. Yeah. But they're like, I could see no, Tarantino being like, being that like, that way too. Just fuck up the real one. Take Just off your it. shoes and fuck up this guitar. Yeah, you know what? If you can slam it with your foot, that's even better. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tarantino's a weird guy. Say weird what guy. again? All right, all right. So now, all right. So yeah, smashes that. Now Daisy's hanging out, and they're all just kind of playing the waiting game. Goggins pours himself a cup and is just about to take a sip. You know, gets it up to his lips when all of a sudden, <laughs> Kurt Russell spews blood all over the place. Because you're thinking, I don't. He only had one drink before he got mad and threw the whole cup of coffee out and smashed the guitar. Maybe he didn't drink enough. Right. Nope. Blood she looked everywhere. before she started playing guitar. She looked and watched him take a drink. Like yeah. she didn't make a move until he, she saw like, him take a drink. All right. Which I don't know what that poison was. But also, poor Ob's over there in the corner puking up blood because he also had some coffee. He did Coll- nothing. He did collateral nothing. damage. You know. Yeah, man. So now he starts punching the hell out of date as he's dying and puking up blood. You know, he keeps punching her because she's laughing. Knocks out both her front teeth. Knocks, yeah, knocks her teeth out. Like I, She's laying there, and he's like over her, like punching down at her, just puking blood into her face. Now oh, she knows God. what to ask Santa and, for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and so then she pulls his pistol out and shoots him. You see, like, his back blow open. And uh, that's when Samuel Jack's like, all right. Oh, fucking right. Dude, and which at this point, like... Somehow they mind, got chained back together. Now, when did they get chained back? Because they were unchained. They were unhandcuffed. Like, she got up to go play the guitar. He uncuffed her when they were eating dinner. Right. And then she was uncuffed when she went to play the guitar, and he was standing there leaning against the post while, you know, hey, is there another that verse of that like song? Right after she sang that or whatever, like, he cuffed him back. Must have cuffed him back, back together. Because she's laying there on the floor now, handcuffed to this dead body. And this is where Samuel Jackson gets everybody else lined up against the wall. You touch that fucking wall, and if one of you moves, you get in a bullet. Dude, and that's what, like, to me, like, at this point right now, as soon as friggin', as soon as, as Hangman dies, as soon, I, I just shoot Domergue. I'm like, nope, okay, fuck it. I don't need to, to hang, deliver to the hangman. Yeah. Boom. This is my $10,000 $10, now. Yeah. <laughs> like, now the rest of you, thing. let's talk about some shit. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. We're going to talk about some things. Now that the fucking ace in the deck is taken out. Yeah. There's no reason for her to be alive one second longer. No. So uh, everyone's up against her. And so now, hey, Walton Goggins, you come back here. Take my pistol. Because he's got a gun in each hand already. So he's like, take the pistol out of my belt. Are you finally believing me about the sheriff thing? No. But I know that you didn't poison the coffee. Because you were about to drink it. Because you'd almost drank it. Yeah. So obviously you didn't poison it knowing that. So you're the only one right now I can trust. So fucking help me keep a gun on these people. 
So now we're trying to figure out how do we get more super Tarantino dialogue. Now the stew got me thinking because my mama made a lot of stew and no matter the meat, it tasted the same. Now my uncle, well, he liked to make stew too. And no matter the meat, it always tasted like Uncle Stew. Now this stew I had this just now, that was definitely mini stew. And you say she'd been gone for two weeks. Oh, two weeks. Then how the fuck she make that stew just this morning? Um, oh shit Bob oh shit also now here's sweet Dave's chair now if he went to the north side which I can't imagine Dave going anywhere but if he went you'd be damn sure this chair's going with him earlier I got to sit in while talking to racist ass Bruce Dern over there I couldn't believe that anybody sweet Dave is sitting in sweet Dave's chair and he pulls these fucking animal blankets, an- back, blankets yeah. and some animal skin and stuff and of course there's a big blood stain right in it oh what is it it's exactly what I thought. Sweet Dave's blood. Well, I couldn't have poisoned the coffee because I was playing piano. I ain't saying you poisoned it. I'm saying you working with a motherfucker who did. Like there's a part where the yeah. guy like out where where Senor Bob like, oh can you prove a cabron? Like <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't know why. It's just so nice. <laughs> what can you prove a cabron? You prove a cabron. <laughs> he, calls it, he starts calling him El Negro Cabron. A <laughs> negro amigo, negro cabron. Like, Which is not not how you would say that? No, there's actual derogative terms. Oh, I'm for sure black there people. are. <laughs> well, of course. I think every language has plenty of derogatory terms for everybody, right? Yeah, of course. No. It wouldn't be language without. You can't say hate. You know, or it's not a language if you can't say hate somehow. <laughs> well, I saw I, there was a quote in fucking a Mexican novella of all things, of uh, this one person's calling someone a dirty Mexican, and the guy's like, "I'm Colombian," and she says. Hate doesn't have to make sense. I was like, that's damn. Very, that's very that's true. like, oh, shit. <laughs> it doesn't. Hate don't make sense. I think I've seen that in something else. Yeah. Um, so now, you say you've been working here how long? He said you've been working here four months. Okay, well, two and a half years ago, she had a sign hanging up there. You know what it said? No, motherfucker, because I said four months. Two and a half years and four months are very different frames of time. I said no oh, Mexican. Okay, well, that sign said no dogs and no Mexicans, and even Bob laughs at that. Like, okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty, that's pretty funny. But she took it down. You know why? Because she allowed dogs. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> huh. She hates me. I'm saying she hates. When I say she hates Mexicans, she hates Mexicans. Like, there's a whole war fought over black people, but... That ain't nothing <laughs> compared to how much Minnie hates Mexicans. But then, uh, we'll get to that at the end, I guess. I yeah, still no. don't understand. But that, that doesn't add up there. Right. So, and you say you've been working for four months? Nah. That, nope. Nah, I ain't seeing that. And then, so I don't believe you'd be working for her, but there's no way in fucking hell she's leaving her place in the charge of one. So I know you're lying, which means you shot Minnie. Bam! And just blows Bob away. Double blows Mike. Blows him away like two shots. Oh, yeah, in the he chest. shoots him and then goes, yeah. blows and him. sweet Dave. Blam, Bam. shoots him again. He's laying on the ground and then just blows his head apart just yeah. for good measure. And I mean, that head disintegrates. Yeah, yeah. It looked like someone freaking blasted an egg. Like it just freaking, <sighs> his whole face disappeared. It's like a hardcore Henry shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Jimmy number one. When, it, when he's driving, talking to the cops, and his whole head just goes. So now there are two people left there's Joe and there's Oswaldo. Somebody better confess, or I'm pulling this whole pot of poison coffee down Daisy's fucking throat, motherfuckers. I do not care. But like you're saying, just kill her. What's the matter? Yeah, but she should have been just, dead just by now. Her. Doesn't yeah. matter. So finally, Joe's like, I did it. And 
Goggins was like, I fucking knew it, which is hilarious because the, the whole time he's like, Joe, you're the ugliest motherfucker I've ever seen. I don't trust you, Joe. I think he's just he's just a, uh, intimidated by Michael Madsen's rugged, tough guy good looks. But, <laughs> he did say, because when, when Samuel Jackson was building the case about who right. did it, he's like, he laid his whole theory out with like like why he felt about everything, and then friggin' Goggins, Goggins is like, my theory is the ugliest guy did it. <laughs> like, and that's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, in, but Joe couldn't have done it because he was, no, 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 they came back in. So they took Bruce Dern's body out and they were outside. Daisy saw someone poison the coffee and that's when she started playing guitar. They came in back inside during her song. So they would have been outside in the blizzard dealing with Bruce, uh, Joe, Michael Madsen, and OB were taking Bruce Stern's body out when the coffee got poisoned. No, no, no. No, because wasn't it... The coffee got poisoned during the blowjob talk, so that was before yeah, the shots yeah, yeah, were fired. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I was like, so it couldn't have been Joe. But no, it totally could have been Joe. Never mind. Yeah, because he was... Uh, the hangman was hanging up against... Was like leaning against the door waiting for him to come back. Instead of trying to nail it back shut. And then once they got in, they nailed it back yeah, shut. Yeah, but I'm saying the poisoning happened before During the, the shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, they, it could have been them. Makes so yeah, he admits it. And, and Goggins make... is just like, I knew it. My ugly guy theory came true every time. <laughs> So it's now, during all of this, because Samuel Jackson's just kind of standing front and center, the camera drops down below the floor, and we get Channing Tatum for some reason. Channing Tatum's in this movie. <laughs> just hiding. Just hanging in the basement. And he goes, say adios to your huevos. Blammo. Shoots Samuel Jackson in the dick. Yeah. Talk about nut trauma. Nut trauma Brandon right who was there. It? Fucking, who was it? Rambo uppercutting some dude with his stabs him in the dick. Stand him in. Also, there's a whole bit on the trivia about this is the fourth time, third consecutively in a Tarantino movie, someone gets shot in the dick. Yeah. And that's true. In the very end, uh, Jamie Foxx shoots Samuel Jackson, I think, again in the dick. Yeah. Damn. At, at that dude. big plantation shootout. But then, what was the movie right before that? Was it The Kill Bills? No. Was that before Django? That wasn't. That was after. No, that was. Oh, way was before it would have been Death Proof. Was or, what was the one right before proof. Django? But anyway, this was the third consecutive, but then fourth total of someone getting shot, shot in the dick in a Tarantino movie. Love shooting people in the dick, I guess. So now, during the distraction of obviously someone getting shot in the dick, Tim Roth grabs a hidden gun, shoots Walter Walton Goggins. Yeah, like, like, but ends up just getting him in the leg. Not, not a terrible one, but he's it's like, oh fuck! And so he shoots Tim Roth, and uh, Joe's like, I ain't got no gun, and just slowly turns around back to the wall. Like, man, I got no horse in this race. I do not <laughs> care. <laughs> I don't. You think like we keep calling Walton Goggins, but yeah, you think Mannix would just be the easiest thing to it remember? It probably would have. <laughs> uh, every time I, I keep, have just like Goggins. I'm like, I keep looking Goggins. back to like make mental checks of who is who. Because every time I think of him, yeah, I Mannix. think of I think of Baby Billy. Baby Billy. Yeah. <laughs> that writes his grand gemstones. gemstones. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Now we get chapter five. The four passengers. In a cr- true Tarantino fashion, we're going out of order. So we're flashing back to early, a flashback. Yeah. earlier that morning. A coach pulls up to the haberdashery. Charlie, their little helper, comes out. How many you got, Ed? Well, full full coach here. Well, we you, we got to fit one in there. Well, I, I, I can't do that. Well, Minnie needs to get rid of this guy. He's been here two days. I, I, 
I can't give him a seat I don't have, dude. I don't know what to tell you. There's nowhere for me to put an extra person. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, Judy, go down and do some shit. Uh, so Judy is Zoe Bell, who's a New Zealander. Um, and she even says so. Like Her character is also from New Zealand. Zoe Bell's a stunt woman who also does some acting. Uh, fucking badass. But she's she's like playing the super chipper young chicks, like leaps down off the stage and opens the doors like, OK, everybody, here we are coming. Son, I'll introduce you to many of the best coffee in the world, blah, 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 blah. And she's like almost like a little kid just kind of song dancing around all over the place. Right. Uh, come inside. Warm yourselves on up. So now we watch four pairs of feet. Step down out of the stagecoach and walk inside. And they're sitting there all bundled up, obviously, because it's a Wyoming winter. And Minnie's like, okay, well, let's see some faces and hear some names. So we get Oswaldo, Joe, Bob, and Jody. She's Channing Tatum. Well, the three of you can stay, but not that one. Yeah, yeah. Something about that. So, sorry, did you? Did she say that? No. No, no. but she should have. because No, because, yeah, that's the thing. It's like that didn't make sense from the previous. Here's where I thought it would have come clear that Bob was just the dude, and then he was putting this fake Mexican accent on for this whole ruse they're doing. And at this point, he would just be a regular guy, but Mm -hmm. he's totally not. And, or he's just, they're all already in character because Tim Roth is pretending to be Oswaldo already. So maybe he's already in character of Mexican Bob. But yes, if she hates Mexicans that much, she wouldn't have been like, okay, just make yourselves at home and drink my coffee and eat my food and do all this crazy. I would have been like, look at the sign. Well, I guess the sign's gone, but like, if she wanted to post a sign about how much she hated Mexican people, she would not have just been like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. And she seems like a very nice person. She like, she was, was like the so most welcoming, like. For that to be such a point on Samuel Jackson's monologue of his detective work, like, wait, well, yeah. She doesn't she like you. <laughs> <laughs> she was just the nicest fucking woman ever. I yeah. don't understand. And sweet. Sweet whatever Dave or whatever. Like and sweet Dave. Nice yeah, sweet there. Dave playing chess with Bruce Dern over there at the fireplace. and Smithers. Jody sits down and flirts with Minnie and speaks a few lines of French. And she's like, oh, my God, I learned some French. <laughs> <laughs> it's sweet Dave. Yeah, sweet Dave. <laughs> ask if I got a big ass. You do got a big ass. But ask me. Ooh. Why? <laughs> Just do it, God damn it. Is your ass fat? We. Oh, look, I speak French. Sweet Dave's hitting that sweet ass. Yeah. (laughs) Back it on up, baby. That's right. Well, we got to do it in the chair because, you know, I I just never in the chair. Sweet Dave's chair. When you get a good chair, you hold on to that chair. (laughs) There's no response because they're both just sitting here like nodding and thinking about their chairs. Yeah. I'm I'm sitting in my chair. (laughs) (laughs) It was just we both just went into reminiscent mode. They both did very much. It was something to behold. Uh, Roth and Madsen like kind of wink at each other. Like, okay, game time. So Tim Roth goes to ask about some jelly beans. And there's Gemma is uh, another helper that's like plucking a chicken. He's like, sure, I can go get you some jelly beans. You got to hold this ladder as she climbs up to the top shelf to get this giant glass jar full of it. Because again... <laughs> worst place for this type of storage. Yeah, yeah, no. You put the super heavy glass low and maybe a cardboard box or something up top, but (laughs) 
This seems so not so breakable. Yeah. And I hope you anchored that shelf. Otherwise, yeah. that heavy shit's going to knock well, that entire shelf right you hold over. this rickety ladder made out of poorly hammered together twigs while I climb <laughs> up here for a 50-pound glass <laughs> container of jelly beans? <laughs> we really need help with our, with our planning, is what I'm saying. Um, so now Jody shoots Minnie and, Gem- and Judy... Uh, Tim Ross shoots Gemma, Bob shoots fucking, or no, gets Sweet Dave and like stabs him in the back a few times and then leans him back against his chair, thus the blood stain we saw earlier. Charlie comes in and they clip him. I think they shoot him like the ass cheek or something or upper leg. Well, he's like starts up. Yeah. Like like, he's opening the door, bringing in some luggage. They start blasting. Oh, fuck. And so he turns to run and they clip him. He slams a door, hence the door getting fucked up because they're shooting through the door. And I think they hit him through the door and he's trying to get away. Yeah, so now stab Dave a bunch. And they're like, well, let's keep the old man alive. He kind of adds some authenticity to the place, you know? It'd look better if there was like a. Yeah, an and during when he's saying that, know? like, Senor Bob is actually speaking Spanish, I think, at that point. Like, he's saying, right. he's so like, let's is, keep this guy, he adds a little bit of. So that's why I'm like, I guess it's not a character that he's playing. So this is just really a. Dude, that I don't know. It's it's weird. It would have, yeah, that would have. It would have been a lot better if he was like, "Hey, I'm just regular guy." Oh, I'm putting on Senor Bob. But no, I'm just you know like. Yeah. I look. Oh, can you prove it, Cabron? Yeah. <laughs> Say that all the time. So Jody's like, "Hey, y'all, clean up this fucking mess that we all made. I'll sit here and talk to the old guy." All right. So they're getting their shit together, and Jody and Channing Tatum sits down. Is like, "All right, some dudes are coming, or no, a guy's coming." All he knows is one guy's coming. He's going to have my sister. He's taking her into Red Rock to hang. I can't let that happen. So when he gets here, I'm going to kill him and free my sister. Do you have a problem with that? It's like, I don't give two fucks about this random guy. I don't give two fucks about you, and I don't give a shit about your sister. Good. That's a good answer. I'm really glad that you said that. I killed John Wayne, motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking grew up in Nebraska. Um. (laughs) So, anyway. Oh, you like corn, huh? Yeah. Well, you can go get all the corn you want if you just let me free my sister. So, if my sister makes it out of here alive, so do you. If she doesn't, neither do you. That's how we're playing this. You don't say shit. Okay. I can do that. You're just a dotty old man. Maybe you can say your name. Maybe say thank you or good night. And that's it. Maybe just pretend like you're sleeping a lot. How about that? Just be an old dude that just sleeps and acts fucking delirious. Do that. This is my dream. This yeah. Thing. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Look, man, that's what I was doing anyway. Can I have I some don't... of them jelly beans? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all over right. the floor. It's easier to get now. You don't have to yeah. deal with the ladder. Yeah. Um. So now, so they they throw all the bodies down the well, put away the horses, clean the place up, stash weapons all over. We're hiding weapons all over the cabin. Jody hides down in the cellar. And now, I mean, they just did it, and the coach pulls up, and we start to hear the other side of the, well, I got two of my best men there. You heard them, freeloaders, put those horses away. Where's Minion Dave? And that whole thing, when they showed up earlier, we get the other side of it, and they, like, had just finished putting their plan into place as this was happening. Like, I think Channing Tatum was still going down in the cellar while Kurt Russell was talking to Bob outside. So good old Bruce Dern slipped into character pretty quick. I mean, it's pretty easy to do. I mean, yeah, he nothing. was an old man anyway. So now we get last chapters called Black Man, White Hell. We cut to Sam lying in bed, of course, because his dick shot. Goggins, Mannix is using a chair to limp around because he's shot in the leg, right? 
So he's got a chair as a crutch as he's limping around leaving a trail of blood. And sits down in it, aims the rifle at the basement door. He's like, all right, you give up or I'm shooting your sister. Okay, I give up. Open the door, throw your pistol out. Door opens, pistol comes out, and Samuel Jack's like, make him throw a second pistol. <laughs> throw your second yeah, so pistol. What if he ain't got one? I what bet he's what got one. What if he ain't got one? I bet he does. <laughs> throw your second one. I don't got one. Well, you better pull one out of your old ass, because <laughs> if I don't a... see a second pistol, I'm shooting your fucking sister. <laughs> I think it's a shit one out your ass. You, shit one out your, yeah, yeah. Out you better ass. shit one out your ass. <laughs> and then you get silence, and then a second pistol flies up, and Sam goes, told you. <laughs> Which I don't is know why I just thought it was funny. You better shit one out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I that's where I keep all my pistols. <laughs> just a turd flies up on the floor. I'm like, all right, well, I'm that. gonna need a second. Give me well, on second thought. I'm gonna need a hand. <laughs> yeah. And you all got any fiber? No. Um, so slowly, Channing Tatum peeks his head up, sees his sister, and smiles. And she smiles back. It's like, oh, hey, brother. Hey, sister. How you doing? I'm about to die. <laughs> yeah, they're like having a little freaking heart to heart. And then his head, head, his a head explodes. His, yeah. Hit a canoe, yeah, or a taco <laughs> shell. And his brains go all over Daisy's face. And she's like, oh, fuck. Like, how much blood and brain matter is going to oh, be yeah, thrown into her. my face Just repeatedly gore. through this whole movie? God damn it. What are you doing? He was yeah. giving up. Well, it took him too long. Yeah. I done it for him. I done it for <laughs> him. I done it for him. <laughs> so now Joe sits down. He's like, He's been standing against the wall this whole time. I was like, do you guys, you guys mind if I just sit the fuck down? Yeah, all right, but keep your hands where we can see him. He's like, okay. And he goes over and he sits down at this table. And as he sits down, the camera moves enough that we can see a gun. Underneath the table. Strapped underneath the table. Now everything comes clear. Jody was the leader of the Di- or Domingue gang. Domingue, Domingue, it was Dio, something with an R-E at the end. Yeah, is it different than Domingue, her name? Domingue Gray. Yeah, it was different than her name. That's Do- what was fucking me up. It's like Domingue. Her there name was Domingue, and Domingue. He, this was the Domingue Gray gang. Hmm. Um, so, and we're all members of that gang, and we got 15 more men in Red Rock. I just assumed it was Domingue. No, they had different names, but they're close, but yeah. That's why hers is G-U-E at the end, and his was G-R-E. Hmm. Or some, yeah. So, now, if they, <clears throat> if these men didn't get me here they were going to ransack the town and kill Kurt Russell and get me there but now he's dead I'm in charge of the gang so we're going to make a deal now Mannix you haven't done anything can't be forgiven here so I'm going to reason with you the black dude he's going to die <laughs> but you and I we can make a deal look look all these men are worth a bunch of money you can take these bodies in you can get the money you let us go free well, all right. Like, Bob over there was worth $15,000. Oh, that's pretty tempting. And Samuel Jackson, Bob got no head. They're gonna, they're not going to be able to identify that that's Bob. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Tim Roth's, like, bleeding from the guy. He's like, well, when if I die, which honestly seems pretty likely, uh, you could take me. I was worth, I'm worth twelve. Well, I mean that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Not to mention the eighteen thousand that's already laying around. Yeah, which yeah. Like five hundred million. <laughs> or I guess she's there. I guess so. She's not that ten. Yeah, but, that yeah, takes out ten. Where there's eight thousand. Twelve. Of, so that's twenty thousand he could have with the eight thousand of of. Uh, that Samuel Jackson. So does he has get the there. money as a sheriff? Like that's just uh, his who's job he to pay? bring people yeah. in, right? Who's hey. he? Who's he? Uh, yeah. Paying myself here. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out I don't want this job. I'm a bounty hunter now. Yeah. Right. No <laughs> shit. 
So he's like, but why don't I just take Jody in if he's worth 50? Well, first off, his head's missing also. But secondly, he's coming with us. He's got kids. Ew. (laughs) Hey, we found your daddy. (laughs) Headless corpse goes flopping around. You boys like your dinner? (laughs) Yes. That's your daddy. Ew. Whoa. I don't know. It's Wyoming, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um... Okay, so, uh, yeah, Tim Roth also does where we find out he's actually English Pete. He's not Oswaldo or whatever. So now, you can kill us all now, but how are you going to get us to town? I'm guessing you can't lead a six-horse team. Probably can't even lead a two-horse team, but two horses isn't enough to pull that coach and all these bodies. Which means if you can't take a coach full of you, you're going to have to do them single file. And all the snow after the blizzard, those horses, you can only probably put one body per horse. That means you're going to need four horses. You're going to lead a fucking four horses singular through the snow into town. Well, by the time you get there, you're going to be mighty tired. And then we got 15 men waiting for you. You're going to be able to deal with that when you're all tired. From It's like, Jesus, the whole okay, time, this, The whole time she's talking, too, it's like... You know, Samuel L. Jackson's like, what the fuck are you doing listening to this, you know, lady, you know? Yeah, and and like, like, it's like, dude, shoot her, her in dude. the face. Shut her up. Like, it yeah. doesn't, it, shoot. Stop. Just, just, just stop. End, End the conversation. Yeah. yeah this, this is enough. And so eventually, finally, he does shoot, or Samuel Jackson shoots, because, you know, Walton Goggins is listening. Shoots he's her in the foot. Shoots her in the foot, like it blows her toes off. She goes, Jesus Christ. And I love this line. He's like, oh, you believe in Jesus now, bitch? Good, because you about to meet him. <laughs> you could have done that. Instead of shooting her in the foot, you could have shot yeah, her in the freaking heart, it. dude. Oh, you believe in Jesus now, bitch? <laughs> I love it. Um, so now Tim Roth tries to bargain some more. He's like, but wait, what are we just And so Sam shoots him. Now during this, Joe... Old Michael Madsen takes everybody looking over at Tim Roth. He's like, this is my chance. And he gets the gun under the table, but he's moving in slow-mo. And he starts to spin, and his glorious Michael Madsen hair is whipping in slow-mo. But he's nowhere near fast enough, because both Walton Goggins and Samuel Jackson shoot him. Yeah, gets a blast. A few times, just just blast the fuck out of him. him. So he gets nowhere. Um, Now, that only leaves Daisy. And this is where Samuel Jackson finally is like, you know what? I'm just going to shoot her, but he's empty. Yeah, yeah. So now it's the only person who has any ammo is Goggins. But so, I mean, Daisy's like trying to get to stuff, but she's yeah. handcuffed to a corpse that's heavier than her. So she's not doing well. She does finally get to something and like cleaves his arm off. So she. Well, yeah, but does she even go for that? Because he gets up and he starts doing like his big monologue. Yeah, he like- gets up and's talking. Um, like now, okay, so if I kill Samuel Jackson. I can get these two bodies now. I can take Joe and Tim Roth. And that's, you know, what one's twelve, one's ten thousand. And all that money and all that, you know, uh I'd have to believe that the fifteen people actually exist. Yeah. Like for you to have any stakes in this. Which all seemed to me, when she started talking, like, she doesn't know. Yeah. She hasn't had time to discuss any of a plan with these dudes. These dudes no. are the one that made the plan. Right. So but it's I think obvious to me from the beginning, like, this, she's talking out of her ass. Because every time she's, like, doing her monologues, and then we already got men in Red Rock. What's that number again, Joe? And he's like, 15. That's right, 15. But I think she has to keep throwing the ball to him because she doesn't know. Yeah, no. I mean, she plays it off really no, well. No, yeah, no. But, I mean, that's what you do if you're going to yeah. come up with an idea. But one of the go Joe should have been the one that's like, listen. We got 15 people in Red Rock. You know, because how's she going to know the plan? Right. 
She's yeah. been handcuffed to Kurt Russell for this days This plan now. is to free her, and yeah, she's only been with Russell. And she, she, yeah. So that's, I think, where he's like, yeah, I don't believe you. So she does cleave her hand, or Kurt Russell's hand off so that she's... Oh, yeah, he passes out. He's like, I don't feel so good, and passes out. Because he had to get up and do a big villain monologue while he's yeah. bleeding out of his friggin' leg, and he passes right. out. So, yeah, his whole thing about, your brother doesn't lead no army. My daddy led an army. And then he passes out from blood loss. That's right. So now Daisy's scrambling and, and, and going to cut the arm off. That's right. And Samuel Jackson's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm out of bullets Ugh. and I can't move because my I dick mean, is shot. I know shot. my and dick is like, shot, oh. and that sucks. But if I'm like, this bitch is about to get a gun and shoot me, I'd probably be, find some freaking motivation to move Do instead of laying yeah. there in bed being and like, he's like, oh, Goggins, Goggins, oh, my God. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, I fucking wake up! Don't be dead yet, please! Don't be dead! Oh my god! 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 So she finally like gets his arm cut off so she can move, and she goes for a pistol. But this is when Walton Goggins shoots her, and I don't know, got, got somewhere, and she's still alive. She's yeah. like, oh my god! He goes, he's gonna go for the kill shot, and sounds like, no wait. I know I was gonna do this, this earlier. This but hold movie on. isn't too absurdly long yet. Let's draw this out. <laughs> yeah. In memory of this, yeah, I was about met. to do that exact same thing. But now <laughs> I've I'm, seen the error of my ways. I thought again about my thinking again, and now I'm thinking again. <laughs> what we should do, because <laughs> out of respect for Kurt Russell, who I totally destroyed by telling him Santa Claus wasn't real, <laughs> and I just met who I, Kurt Russell was fucking Santa Claus. Hey, that's right. Yeah, he was, yeah. <laughs> A few Santa times Claus is real. He's been <laughs> twice. Yeah. Goldie Hawn was in one of those with him. Oh yeah, Miss Claus. <laughs> <laughs> But he intended to have her hung. So what we should do, and we're both going to die. There's no doubt about that. We're going to die here. <laughs> we, we ain't going to last two days, much less get to town. <laughs> I'm just on the leg, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like yeah, if could, I could get a tourniquet on them. Yeah, I mean, they're in a shop. I feel like they could probably get something going where they could live. But Potentially. Not so, if you're shot in the dick. Oh, no. Same you got to st- stop the bleeding. I mean, if you stop the bleeding, slow the bleeding down. Your, a dick shot isn't a death shot. It feels like we can't live without it, but we probably can. You ain't going to get yeah. no freaking white boys stuck on it in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing he already did that once. Yeah, so you got that experience. Got that, that out of your system. <laughs> get that off the bingo card. <laughs> Turns out once, I, once that dude shot my dick off, I had all kinds of money and time to do shit. You know? <laughs> it's weird. I get, I get so much done. I'm yeah. not distracted all the time. So they hang her. And they put, you know, get a noose. Which for a dude that couldn't get out of bed to try to defend himself against her a couple seconds ago, all of a sudden he's got the energy to friggin' hang a person. Well, it was both yeah. of them, both of them like pulling on it. To, <laughs> I'm just saying. Dude was laying in rope. bed, be like, oh, wake up, I'm helpless. And I was like, all right, let's string her up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they hang her and they like tie it around one of the bedposts. And uh, she, it takes a while and she like thrashes around and then she finally dies. And they're like, yeah, that was nice. No, that was really good. That we just watched a person die. Yeah, it's cool. I like that. That was good for yeah, me. Yeah, that was good for me. <laughs> Did you jerk off to it? Oh, no, I guess you didn't. Did you? <laughs> Motherfucker, if I had any bullets left. <laughs> um, so now he's like, hey, can I see that letter? It just caused him to bleed out. Well, faster. you know, it, it hurts like fuck to move it all, but sure, let me roll over and pull the letter out and hand it to you. <laughs> so then he reads the whole thing. Out loud, and we get it here, and it's just, it is, it's just normal pen pals. It's not like, thank you for your service, and you did all this stuff, your, your bubble, your country thanks you. It's like, yep, man, hopefully we can hang out sometime, can't wait to see you again, buddy, and blah, 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 and then, of course, that line that Kurt Russell read, old Mary Todd's calling, gets time for bed, he's <laughs> like, 
man, that was a nice touch. <laughs> Bill Jack's yeah. like, yeah, I thought so. I thought that really sold it. <laughs> yeah, I thought that really sold it, yeah. Really tied the room together. Yeah, really tied the room together. Yeah. And so that's it. We get a Roy Orbison song to close it out. Roy Orbison's There Won't Be Many Coming Home. It's from his movie, The Fastest Guitar Alive. Nice. That's right. Quentin Tarantino pulled a Roy Orbison song from his own movie. Man, that cabin is worth a whole lot of money. Because there's a lot of bounties in there. Oh, yeah. Well, the f- I guess there are only two you can't really turn in. You know, no head and all. But everything but else is good. Every- I don't know. He shot him in the back of it. There might be enough face to identify him. It could be. that, And f- that's 50. That's a lot. Yeah. Samuel Jackson even still has a bounty. The only one that doesn't have a bounty is Goggins. Because he's the sheriff. Because he was the yeah. sheriff. Well, well, and I feel and like- you never know if he actually was or not. True, they never really clarified. If I go in with the whole Dom McGrew or Dom whatever gang, like all of them in there, I got English Bob or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, Senior Bob. Like, I could be like, listen, I know this dude doesn't have face, but this is Senior Bob. That's, I blew his him. face off in the big battle, and this is Jody or whatever. And yeah. I, like, I feel like he could probably You'd be sell like, it. okay, well, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the whole gang here. Yeah. Well, you know, do some DNA evidence and fucking. <laughs> Don't do DNA in Sam's mouth. <laughs> Not his mouth. Or saying, I guess it wasn't his mouth. Like, it wasn't yeah, his yeah. mouth. It, it was wasn't his mouth. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, normally we use dental records, but uh, Bob ain't got no fucking teeth, so <clears throat> can't really <laughs> can't do much with Bob. Can't fingerprint him. Fingers fine. Well, uh, <laughs> finger we what now? We don't have that database up yet. Oh, so you got DNA testing, but no fingerprints. Got it. Just yeah, gotta that, taste that's... his blood a little bit. <laughs> taste his blood. A little... Tastes Mexican. Yep, that's yep. it. It's a little spicy. Well, actually, that's Tex-Mex. That ain't Bob. No, that's... <laughs> well, <laughs> that ain't, no. that ain't at that Mexican. time, it was. <laughs> that was. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so we do end with Roy Orbison's song. Sorry. Back to that. And that's it. Credits. And that's the end of this opus. The modern day, but yet period piece, whodunit story. A la Tarantino. So let's go around the room and have our Damn. final thoughts. Manny? I like this movie, dude. I really do. And, like, I've gotten into a lot of arguments with people calling it one of the worst Tarantino movies. It's certainly not. It's just long as fuck, and it's, like, slow-burning most of the time. All of these setup shots. Like, oh, my God. The, all the snow scenes are fucking cool, though. Um, I like it, but it's not an immediate rewatch, man. It's, it's like, one of those. This is only, like, the third time that I see it ever because it's so long. I'm not ever going to be sitting there thinking, you know what I want to watch? I'm going to watch The Hateful Eight. So yeah. I'm going to give it a no, even though it's it's a really good movie. Fair, fair. It's it's definitely a long movie. And I don't know if, I don't think this is his worst, because I don't know. No, I'd have got, to watch it definitely again. Definitely not. I, I think probably Death Proof was probably my least favorite Even of his. he's like, oh, what was I doing with it? Yeah, yeah no. no, it wasn't great. But uh, but I don't know, though, because honestly, when I watched this the first time, I didn't like it. I was like, ah, man, I don't like it. But then when I watched this, I'm like, man, I don't know why I didn't like this. This is a good movie. It's good. Like, it, it, it almost helped that I watched the extended version because they, they divided it into like episodes. So instead of watching a three-hour movie, I was watching like a short miniseries. So yeah. I watched like the first one, and then I... Then I'd watch the next one that afternoon or whatever. And I'm then curious I'd, to see what he added to it. I don't yeah. think there was a lot. I think really at the end of it, which I'm not having, I'd have to compare them side by side, but I think that the actual time difference was like 20 minutes. So it wasn't huh. a lot. Most of, the, most of the difference between the running times is just each one of the episodes has the, the opening and like, you know, oh, right. And then yeah, the, okay. the, the thing, you know, running at the end. That would account for it. For so sure. so that's, that was a lot of it. 
So that was kind of an easier way to watch it because I didn't feel like when you sit down to watch a three hour movie, you're like, fuck, I got to sit here for three hours. But yeah. when you know that you're like, I'm going to watch the first hour and then I'm going to go away, which you could do that with a movie. But I don't know why I think of it that way. It's not quite the same. I don't know. I rarely but get yeah, to watch them all the way through in one yeah. sitting. It's a good yeah, movie. So. It's a good movie. And it's worth, especially if you've only seen it once and the first time you watch it, you're like, man, I didn't like it. I'd say it's definitely worth a rewatch if that was your instance. But yeah, this is not one that you're going to necessarily enjoy hanging out with friends watching. It's, it's like, yeah. it's, it's a soft rewatch, I think. It's, I think, yeah, I think if you've seen it once it. and you didn't like it, then rewatch it. Definitely. But if you liked it or if you've seen it a couple times, it's not it's not like something I'm going to definitely revisit. Right. Um, so the first time I saw this was a tour bus. Haystack actually got it. Uh, and it was it was cool. Uh, I didn't have the usual reaction like when you first. I mean, Tarantino was knocking him out of the park for a while. You know, Pulp Fiction was fucking great. Kill Bill was awesome. Inglorious Bastards. It was awesome. You know, uh, and I was like, OK, that was that was cool. Um, and I've seen it a few times since then. I think it's great. I, th- I would still say that I enjoy this more than Django, I think because of the, the, the investigation part of it. I like the, the who done it and you think it's okay. They're just hanging out in a cabin and nobody knows who like, okay, we get it. Kurt Russell, you're an asshole. And these are some <laughs> random people, but no, like there's a whole thing going down and you don't know, like, how Samuel Jackson is, like, playing it, but investigating the whole time. You and get I, something out of it the same time, second time through, I think. It, I think there's more to it, and it's pretty cool how, how it lays out. And so it, it, he draws it out for sure. But, yeah, it's, it's cool. I think it, it gets better as you watch it a few more times, and you're more aware so you can see more, or you pick up more nuances and things yeah. that you didn't get the first time. Because you really think these are just strangers and Kurt Russell's being an asshole, and that's really all you get for most of it until everything blows up at the end, literally. Um, so, yeah, definitely rewatchable, but same thing. Like, if I'm sitting down, finally get the baby to bed, and I'm like, all right, what am I going to watch while I like finally turn my brain off and decompress? I am never going to pick The Hateful Eight. <laughs> but if we're hanging out with people and for some reason, hey, you know what? Let's watch this movie. Let's watch this movie. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'd, I'd be down to watch it. It's just not something I'm going to casually throw on to fucking. No, and if someone's going to be like, like if I'm hanging out, I'd be like, yeah, no, I'll watch it with you or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, dude, we could. There's a whole lot of other Tarantino movies we could watch. We could it would watch, probably yeah. be yeah, a yeah, better fair. Watch. But I mean, I would rewatch it. But yeah, I will not going to. Yeah. So I guess it's it's a it's a light circumstantial rewatch. It's and after a pretty heavy, this, pretty heavy movie. Yeah. yeah. After <laughs> watching this again, now I got to go back and watch. Jackie Brown, who which uh, that was one of the ones I'm like, ah, I don't know if I like that one or not. I need to go back and watch I like probably Jackie Death Brown. Proof again and just see if it's I still don't like that one or what. Yeah, I definitely need to give Death Watch or Death Proof another death chance. Proof, yeah, whatever it's called. Um, just mostly, I'll probably just watch it to pick out all the Austin locales because it was filmed around Austin. It was around Austin. Yeah, oh, and, I like the opening of it. Uh, he's sitting in his car in the parking lot of Home Slice. Oh yeah, you've you've mentioned that. I'll and they're like hanging out in Guerreros in the Texas Shell Bar. Anyway, we're not talking about death proof. So that does it for the hateful eight. If you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter at their watch party. You can find us on Facebook at the Rewatch Party. You can email us at the Rewatch Party at gmail.com. What are your thoughts on meat stew? <laughs> does it taste the same? Does it always taste the same, regardless of the meat? I will tell you that I've had some stews down here since I moved to Texas that are soups. Stew's got to yeah, be a stew thick no, broth, like yeah, in a gravy. You don't pass me a, bo- a, a some vegetable soup and call it stew, you motherfucker. Yeah, that goddamn right. I yeah. agree. All right, yeah. sorry. I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway, you can talk to us about whatever you want. It doesn't specifically have to pertain to the Hateful Eight. Uh, also, don't forget about the tournament. The Tournament of Champions. It's of, uh, our little sister show. It'll be going on the entire duration of this program. Uh, where we wage battles against or between our characters that, that mean nothing and amount to nothing. And uh, somehow we still get very emotionally involved and heated about them. So make sure you weigh in on that. You can find polls to not only pick the characters, but then also vote on the characters on our Twitter and Facebook pages. So make sure you get involved in that. And join us next week as we lose the majority of our penis and get so mad about it that we write rock songs in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Until then, I'm Nick with Anthony and Manny, and thanks for rewatching. I ain't kidding me. Ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not. Ow! Hedwig! Don't you know me, Kansas City? I'm the new Berlin Wall. Try and turn me down. How did some slip of a girly boy become the internationally ignored song stylist barely standing before you? Damn, that's, I can't believe you're not a girl. Looks like we got some... Sugar daddy's in the house. You could give me a cavity, honey. Now you're interested, huh? Inch, not itch. Intrigued. It is clear that I must find my other half. But is it a he or a she? Can two people actually become one? One day, in the late mid-80s, I was in my early late 20s. I never knew that woman before that night, and I never knew she wasn't a woman. I've got a sweet tooth. Songs exploded out of us. We were outgrossing monster trucks in Wichita. When it comes to huge openings, a lot of people think of me. I had tried singing once, and they threw tomatoes. After the show, I had a nice salad. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, both of you. Did you put a bra in a dryer? Yeah. How many times do I have to tell you? You don't put a bra in a dryer. It warps. Okay, everybody. I put on some makeup. And the angry itch. When I think about all the people I have come upon in my travels, I have to think about the people who have come upon me. Yeah. <laughs>